This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Thursday, and it's still March 31st here in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know if it's the next day tomorrow. The next day tomorrow. I don't know if it's tomorrow in the U.K. yet. It's not April Fool's just yet. You do not get the Patriot Patrol tonight. I would have liked to have been on here been Justin Freakin' the hardest right man in news like I did last April Fool's. Apparently it's 1 a.m. in the U.K. No, here in the U.S. it is still March 31st. It is the Trans Day of Visibility. Thus the flag, the graphics, We've got some we got some stories to talk about tonight. In the UK, a conservative MP has come out as transgender. The Jeopardy champion Amy Schneider paid a visit to the White House today. Representative Pramila Jayapal is pushing to enshrine Federal protections for trans people. We're going to talk about the Republican use of the word groomer. I've been called groomer so many times this week, it's not even funny. Which is weird because I hate children. Fuck children. No, 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 not literally. Don't literally fuck children. That's bad. Figuratively, figuratively. One of these days, somebody's going to clip that and make me look real bad. But hold on, what, what? I've been called groomer multiple times. We're going to talk about the use of the word groomer by Republicans. Wild story today. There was this pro-life activist in Washington, D.C. The cops raided her house. And the homicide unit took out evidence. A reporter asked her what they took from her home. That people are going to freak out when they find out. Turns out it was five fetuses. Five fetuses found at the home of a pro-life activist. What the fuck? Which is, on the thread where I saw that, that's where I found this meme today. I'm going to be using this a lot. (laughs) That wasn't going to be today's meme, now it is. Today's meme was going to be this. Which apparently upset Warlord when I sent it to him earlier in a PM. Oh, God. <laughs> so you can steal the... Okay, okay. I can. I, I absolutely can. So, tomorrow is April Fool's. Do not expect any kind of weird April Fool's joke on the freak show. I totally would never do that. 
I have no plans to do anything to try to fool you on April Fool's. Either or, watch wherever you, wherever you feel most comfortable. Oh God, Warlord has clipped me over here. What'd you clip me saying? Which is weird because I hate children. Fuck children. Which is weird because I... <laughs> FBI agent warlord reporting. <laughs> now, I want, you to, I want you to watch on the platform that you feel most comfortable. I'm trying to exploit both, I assure you. Or on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, any of the million fucking... I'm on DLive. I'm on, like, Vaughn TV. I'm on all kinds of shit right now. Every once in a blue moon, like, they, they discontinued Periscope. But, like, every once in a blue moon, somebody would pop up and say something on Periscope. I'm like... Interesting. Well, thank you for calling me trustworthy. I I I like to think I don't knowingly lie to people or mislead them. Sometimes I might say something and I've, I've got the facts wrong, especially if it doesn't have to do with politics, because, like... Pfft. You guys know me. I've, like, my, my stoner brain can't handle too many facts. So much politics shit is up here. I can't fit, like, movie plots and stuff. So I watch a movie, it's gone the next day. What I watched fucking last week? Oh, we watched West Side Story last week. I don't remember shit about that movie. What is up, Sky Comet? Going to, uh, I'm gonna watch Goodfellas. This, I keep saying it, Goodfellas. Goodfellas! Goodfellas this weekend because one of the, one of the actors died. Yeah, I don't remember West Side Story. Well, fuck, we're... We're... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen West Side Story. <laughs> you know, we're we're at the, like, you know, the what, the climax? And, and like, the... the uh, aunt says that her niece has, like, killed herself over the whole incident. And I'm like, when did that happen? And Sparkles was like, she's lying. I was ready to fucking rewind the movie because I thought I'd already forgot something that had happened earlier in the movie. Well, I mean, last, okay, last year for April Fools. Uh, let me let me see if I've still got the uh, if I've still got the overlay that I used. I really I do like doing the the Patriot Patrol thing. Yeah, yeah. last year for. <laughs> for April Fools it was a Patriot Patrol Justin Freakin the hardest rock man in news but I took the character a little too far spoiler alert it's just a retelling of Romeo and Juliet that was that was pretty much West Side Story I've thought about reviving the Patriot Patrol, doing it as like a weekly show or something. I don't think I could be, because even when I did it last year, like I didn't like, I didn't keep the facade up. I would go in and out of it. 
Like, I would start off, like, talking about shit as if I was a right-winger, and then, like, I, I, I couldn't keep it up. Patriot Patrol! So don't expect, don't expect any kind of April Fool's nonsense tomorrow during the freak show. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Now, we are now 20 days away... From the one, look, where, where, why did I, why did I take the meme down? Here, I'll give you another one. We are 20 days away from the two-year anniversary of the launch of the Troll Patrol. It is the two-year anniversary 420 spectacular. April 20th will be coming on the air at 4 o'clock Eastern time that day. Last year, I unveiled a whole new graphics package, that intro, that you, the, the countdown intro. All of that shit was new. I redid everything about this show. This year, that ain't happening. I, I love my graphics. Gonna, gonna keep them for the foreseeable future. So, so you, you get, like, probably I'll do, like, a pot-themed thing for 420 this year. I think we might do like a, a best of the of the last two years of the Troll Patrol. Look back at some of the crazy moments that's happened because uh, a lot of you I've 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 just met in the last you know few months. There for the first year or so, I had you know two or three people watching me at any given time. So you guys may have not seen me interview Kyle Rittenhouse. You may have not seen the whole feud with Old Gord. I had I had some wild ass uh, interviews early on in the Troll Patrol when we were still finding our footing. What kind of a show we were going to be here? Has seen so much. Dip has seen things. Dip has seen things. So yeah, the two year anniversary, perfect time to play some old clips. Last year we watched Reefer Madness. If I can find another like. Uh, uh, public domain PSA pot movie. We may do that. What's up, Che? Welcome. <laughs> Dip has also started a lot of things. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I wasn't finished running down what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Ivermectin. Breaking news! Breaking news! Ivermectin is not, is not effective at treating COVID-19. Who would have ever thunk it? <laughs> oh, shit. Got new details on the record of Trump's phone calls from January 6th. Apparently, there's movement on the Ray Epps case. That is the dude that the right has tried to call an FBI agent that was a provocateur trying to, like, goad people into attacking the Capitol. We're going to hear from Adam Schiff about the whole January 6th investigation. Tonight, we're going to do some labor stories. Union votes at two different Amazon facilities. Multiple, multiple Starbucks are organizing 
We're going to talk about how this current union push is going to accelerate. I've got a TikToker that has a script to discourage scabs. I can't wait to watch that. I've not seen it yet. We're going to talk about the real, the real um, controversial moment dealing with the Oscars on Sunday night. It was the fact that the actors actually crossed a picket line to go to their after party. So fuck them. Fuck yeah, labor. I I would talk about labor a lot more on this show, but doing labor stories actually requires me to do digging. It is hard to find stories about labor. You, you gotta go looking for that shit. So I don't cover it as often as I actually would like to. Oh, also, Biden announced today he's going to be opening up the strategic reserve. This as the price of crude fallen drastically. Apparently, people aren't seeing the uh, price reflected in what they're paying at the pump. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Plus, this is going to be great. Marianne Williamson, who was a Democratic presidential candidate, the Orb Lady, Orb Lady is what they called her in the 2020 primary. She was, she's actually pretty cool. And the Democratic establishment like painted her as a nut job. She was on with Megyn Kelly and apparently it gets really, really contentious. Gas companies are charging a lot of money for gas. Let me tell you, that might have something to do with corporations posting record profits. Seen a lot of her books in the Goodwill. Aww. She's actually pretty cool. But I mean, I would assume her books are kind of on the self-help. But her politics, her politics are, are pretty much on point. But yeah, I think she is in that self-help woo kind of shit. Orb lady. I mean, it's not not any more uh, unreasonable than believing in like trickle-down economics. So who am I to criticize the orb lady? Also, I was having a little discussion with somebody about uh, trans people earlier on the Twitter just in case they are watching, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, there we go, there we go. The phone lines are open, 917-830-4359. Also got the Discord, but if you hop in the Discord, you have to let me know so I can hop over there with you. With a side of religion. Yeah, we're going to talk about re- Apparently, the woman that had the five fetuses in her house was religious. She belonged to a religious organization. Who would have thunk it? Spider Biggle, welcome! Well, let's start off tonight, since it is uh, the Worldwide Trans Day of Visibility. Did I get the... What is the actual title? Trans Visibility Day... Trans Day of Visibility. What's the... International Transgender Day of Visibility. 
Today is International Transgender Day of Visibility. Since it is, let's uh, make sure trans people are front and center. Here is... <laughs> uh, fucking Sky is like, wait, she had fetuses in her house? Yes, we're going to get to that here in a little bit. This is Amy Schneider, who kicked some fucking ass on Jeopardy, what, earlier this year? Was it at the uh, end of last year? I can't remember when her run. It was, just a, it was just a few months ago. She was at the White House today for a little visit. I was, I was hoping they would play a clip of her talking. First openly transgender contestant on Jeopardy. Um, Amy, do you want to tell them why you're on campus? Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, International Transgender Day of Visibility, and, uh, you know, the White House was good enough to invite me here and uh, be visible, I suppose. Uh, and I'm just really, really honored to be here. And, and re- Now, did anybody say that, you know, uh, because she's trans, she had some kind of... Uh, um, upper hand in jeopardy <laughs> I I'm shocked that anyone would have fetuses in their house did she have an advantage in jeopardy because of her her transness a golden shower from the golden tower I love that phrase RB that's awesome but like did did anybody make that argument that she had an advantage on jeopardy because let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, there is a trans wrestler. Her name is Nyla Rose. And there were people on Twitter saying that she had an advantage in wrestling. If you guys aren't aware, wrestling is a work. Wrestling is a work. So there is no, there is no way, there is no way. That she could possibly have an advantage. Also, she is super cool. She is a great follow on Twitter. Her name is Nyla Rose. It's it's weird having her as a wrestler because based on like her look and size, she should be like a monster heel that just destroys everybody, but also they've you know they've 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 tried to promote her and like like at the beginning of the company she was a, a good guy. Not Roman Greco wrestling. It's it's WrestleMania weekend, guys. I'm 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 pretty into the wrestling right now. Like fucking like it's I'm going to consume a shit ton of wrestling over the next seventy two hours. RKO out of nowhere. But yeah, yeah, there were there were people on Twitter that said that Nyla Rose had an advantage in, in a worked sport. But anyway, Amy Schneider, please talk to us about trans. Uh, curiouser, you're a Jeopardy fan. How many uh, how many days in a row did uh, she dominate? Can you can you uh, uh, spout that off for me? She like she didn't break the record, but she came close, right? As I understand it. For the winning streak. Uh, International Transgender Day of Visibility. And, uh, you know, the White House was good enough to invite me here and uh, be visible, I suppose. Uh, and I'm just really, really honored to be here and, and really grateful 
um, that this is being celebrated and that the trans people are being celebrated uh, in, in, a, in a place like this. Well, I mean, it's not like I don't have the internet in front of me. I can look it up myself. 40 game uh, winning streak. And uh, some of them in particular that are denying uh, medical services uh, to trans youth. Those are those are life-saving medical treatments, and they will, you know, these bills could, will, will cause the deaths of children, and that's really sad to me, and it's really frightening. Uh, what are you hoping your visit to the White House uh, accomplishes today? Uh, I think just the same thing that I've been accomplishing, which is just, again, being a trans person out there that isn't monstrous and isn't threatening and is just a normal person like we all are. Um, so the more that people like me can be seen, the harder it is to sustain the, the myths that are that are kind of driving a lot of this this hate and fear. What's your message to students living in those states and young children? Um, hang in there. I don't think that this is, uh, I think that this backlash right now is temporary. I think that this, Hopefully, you know, the country overall is on our side and getting more so every day. And I think it's not going to be too long before these sorts of bills are, are seen as, as a thing of the past and, and no longer what, what we want to be as a country. He is fantastic. 40 game winning streak. Like, I, I believe she's second. I believe she did. What, what, what's his name that holds the record? Jenner, I think, maybe. It was like 45 or some shit like that. Lawmaker announces he is trans, describes harrowing, harrowing journey that led to embracing Be Yourself. This happened in the... Ken Jennings. This is a UK MP. Who's from the conservative party, by the way. Jamie Wallace, a member of the UK Parliament, said in a follow-up statement that he will continue to present as I always have and will use he, him, his pronouns. British lawmakers' personal story of stigma, mental health struggles, and gender dysphoria spread widely this week after the representative, Jamie Wallace, issued a lengthy statement on Wednesday announcing he is transgender and will be embracing his identity after years of silence. Wallace added in a follow-up statement that he will continue to present as I always have and will use he, him, his pronouns. In the statement shared to Twitter and captioned, It's time. The 37-year-old Wallace, a member of the Conservative Party in the British Parliament, opened up about how he wants to be trans but had no intention of publicly sharing that until a series of herring incidents helped show him how important it is to be yourself. I'm trans, or to be more accurate, I want to be. Wallace said in a statement, I've been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and I've felt this way since I was a very young child. I had no intention of ever sharing this with you. I always imagined I would leave politics well before I ever said this out loud. Wallace explained how, in April of 2020, he was blackmailed and outed to his family members by someone who wanted roughly 65 grand, or I'm sorry, that might be 65 pounds, remember this is the UK, to keep quiet. Noting that the police were so supportive, so understanding, Wallace wrote that the system worked with the person who was unnamed, pleading guilty and being sentenced to more than two years in prison. For a while, Wallace said in the statement, everything seemed okay until it wasn't. 
few months back in September, I hooked up with someone who I'd met online, and when I chose to say no on the basis that he wouldn't wear a condom, he chose to rape me. Oh, God. Fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were going to go there. My apologies. I've not been myself since this incident, and I don't think I will ever recover. It is not something you ever forget, and it is not something you ever move on from. Then came November 28th when, as Wallace described, he crashed his car and fled the scene. I did so because I was terrified. I have post-traumatic stress disorder, and I honestly have no idea what I was doing, except I was overcome by an overwhelming sense of fear I am sorry that it appears I ran away, Wallace said, but this is not how it happened in the moment. This week, following a dinner with members of his party, Wallace said he was reminded of the incredible support those you work with can provide. He continued, also, I was reminded how important it is to be yourself. I have never lived my truth, and I'm not sure how. Perhaps it starts with telling everyone. Story has been met with much support at a time when the government's approach to transgender rights is being debated. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, a conservative colleague who shared the statement on Twitter, adding that telling this very intimate story would have taken an immense amount of courage. Indeed. Thank you, uh, Jamie Wallace, MP, for your bravery, which will undoubtedly support others. The conservative party I lead will always give you and everyone else the love and support you need to be yourself. Warlord said it many times here in the chat. The conservatives in the UK are not the same as the conservatives here. I mean, we saw what happened with Dave Rubin just adopting children. Or, I mean, not adopting. He had uh, uh, having children. They had uh, surrogacy. Diabol. Representative Pramila Jayapal pushes to enshrine federal protections for trans kids. There are 10, 20, 30 representatives who are amazing. Pramila Jayapal is one of them. Representative Pramila Jayapal said in a Teen Vogue op-ed out on Thursday... That she urged lawmakers to pass federal protections for transgender children, writing that such measures cannot wait any longer. 31st marks Transgender Day of Visibility. It comes this year as Republican-led states across the nation continue to introduce and pass legislation targeting transgender youth. Iapal, the mother of a trans child, noted that transgender youth are some of the most vulnerable children in our country today experiencing higher rates of bullying and harassment, physical and sexual violence, depressed academic performance, and an epidemic of mental distress and suicidality. The Republicans are... And because because there's so few of them, because it's such a, a small group, Republicans feel that they can alienate them and attack them, and they're, they're not going to face a cost for it. For two-thirds of LGBTQ youth said recent debates over state laws that target transgender people have negatively impacted their mental health. Among the measures are Texas Governor Greg Abbott's order that has parents investigated uh, investigated for seeking gender-affirming care for their children and a proposal in Idaho to make it a felony to help kids seek gender-affirming care. 
Those proposals are fueled by a cocktail of ignorance, transphobia, and malice for trans kids, their parents, and the doctors in the communities who want to help them. These attacks on our children are precisely why we cannot wait any longer to enshrine protections for trans kids into federal law. I Paul said she and co-chairs of the House Transgender Equality Task Force plan to reintroduce a resolution recognizing Transgender Day of Visibility. She also urged the Senate to pass the Equality Act, passed by the House more than a year ago, which she called our best chance for achieving full protection for LGBTQ plus Americans. I'm sorry you're getting, like, I've seen that ads are, like, being fucked up on Twitch, that Twitch is, like, stalling out streams and making people refresh and get ads and shit. This is just anecdotal that I saw on Twitter. I don't have any proof of that. But I I can imagine that Amazon would do something that underhanded. Fuck you, Amazon. We're going to talk about fucking Amazon later. First, Texas came for pregnant people. Then it came for trans kids. I don't I don't know about that uh amnestic. Here on YouTube, I've been getting daily wire ads non-stop. Non-stop. That stupid, that stupid Jeremy ad where he's like, I'm the God King, buy my razor. The one that I made fun of that people from the Daily Wire are still trolling me over. I get that ad constantly and it still disgusts me because like it's a four minute ad. It multi-million dollars. It had to have like a, a $10 million budget. I'm serious. All the special effects and how much time and effort went into it. Fuck. I just, I can't, like, no reasonable company would make an ad like that. They're not going to see a return on the investment. It's all sheer propaganda. Based wire. <laughs> Oh my god! How stupid can you be? Like seriously, that shaving kit is a $15 shaving kit. They are selling for 60 fucking dollars. And also, they're feeding you bullshit. If you want to be informed, yeah, don't uh, uh, follow the Daily Wire. My brother in Christ. God, what was it Sparkles said to like some dude on Plenty of Fish the other day? Sorry, I'm banned. She didn't send it to me on Facebook. I don't have it on my computer. Yeah, she asked what is what what something in his headline meant. And uh, he said, what does it say? I thought I changed it. Would you do me a favor and look at it and see if it's still there? And she's like, my brother in Christ, it's still there. 
I like those memes. Yeah, Monty broke my... I don't know how anybody can say the Daily Wire is based. Ben Shapiro is a complete fucking idiot. Michael Knowles? Holy fuck. Like, is it fucking... And Jeremy Boring. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna go into Jeremy. I've got a, I've got a video of Jeremy. We're gonna, we're gonna bash the Daily Wire here in a little bit. Fucking Jeremy is talking about manly men and shit. That dude is the exact opposite of manliness. Me sitting over here in my pink shirt and painted fingernails, I'm far more manly than Jeremy Boring. Matt Walsh is doing a book... He now thinks he's a best-selling gender studies author because he's going around asking, what is a woman? Now, he said he asked the leading experts in the world. I kind of doubt that he did. I've been contemplating, like, it, it's a book, but he has a little promo. I've, I've, I've thought about doing the, the segment on it, but I just, uh But then again, maybe I can get played on Matt Walsh's show again. I su- some some uh, uh, right winger. I was fucking trolling him. He was like the the Daily Wire didn't say that because I've got that you know Matt Walsh saying I'm a formidable voice in the culture. Like it's all over. Like it's in every description of everything now. I've put it everywhere. And dude was like Matt Walsh didn't say that about you. I was like he absolutely did. He's like well let me see the video. And I sent him the video, and he was like. You know he's making fun of you, right? And I was like, you know he played a clip of me making fun of him, right? Idiot. Oh, he has a documentary using interviews with trans people? No way. Well, his his current project right now is that book, What is a Woman? I didn't know about this documentary. Fuck these people. Fuck, and it's just... They're attacking a marginalized community just because it's easy to do. It gets their base all riled up. I don't know why people are so obsessed with other people's genitals. It just, it boggles my mind. And uh, I think, was it Monty? Was that the dude? I think that was the dude from Twitter I was having the argument with. What was the, uh, what was You don't think trans women are biologically men. Isn't that why they're trans women and not just women? No. I don't think they're biologically men. I think they're women, you stupid fuck. And I I, I showed him that there are... Because he kept wanting to go down to, uh, you know, chromosomes, chromosomes. You live in sexual anarchy? There are at least seven different combinations of the X and Y chromosome. I saw a geneticist say the other day there's like 17. I don't know this to be fact. Oh, are you in the Discord chat? Let's do it then. Is the debate freaking channel come on over? What is up, Monty? Hey. What's going on? 
Are you with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you now. Loud and clear. Awesome, awesome. Now, first of all, I want to say that, like, I also had you confused with the original guy I was I was replying to, and we can both agree that he was very transphobic in his response, correct? I... Was he? I don't know. I don't really remember what he said. That, that was the whole... I, I don't either, but, like, he was he was trying to bash trans people. That, that, that's what he, he was out to do. Um, and then I it, think he was talking about, hold on. Um, that trans, uh, the whole trans women are males thing. That's, that's what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're, they're not. I mean, <laughs> it. I don't. Okay, well, let me just explain like my kind of background with understanding this. Okay. 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 Please. I'm not please. Trans, please. Please. So. What's up? Please go ahead. Oh sure. Um, I was always taught that there's like a, a distinction between sex and gender, and that's the whole big trans thing. Because I remember watching people like Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro. Well, maybe Ben doesn't do this. I don't know. I don't watch him. But I know I know Steven did the whole, like, there's only two genders kind of thing. And he conflates the idea of sex and gender a whole lot, right? Well, and my understanding was that, like, sex is biologically determined. to uh, Yeah, biologically determined. And then gender is more like social norms, behaviors, roles, um, that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Okay, so, but but sex is also necessarily sex is also a spectrum. Sex, um, sex traits are bimodal; they are they are not binary. And there's a lot of gray area, and there's, like biologists agree with this. Yeah, but I I think in I think generally people tend to group it into like males and females, and I think most people that, that that's a false good. dichotomy. Do you know what a false dichotomy fallacy is? <clears throat> Uh, to explain it, sure. Well, you're you're presenting it as an either or when more options exist. You're, you're presenting a false dichotomy is you're presenting it as a choice of two options, but there's more options out there. What other options? There's a whole great. There are people born with both sex organs. There are people born with no sex organs. There are people born with clits so big, doctors think they are penises. There are people born with penises so small, doctors think they are clits. Now, doesn't that sound like a spectrum to you? Well, I'm not really concerned with genitals. My understanding when I was researching for this is that generally, uh, we determine sex through chromosomes, XY and XX. It and I understand your argument that there's more combinations than that. Yes. But generally, if there's a Y at all it's still considered male, and if it's all X's, then it's still considered female. But I showed you where people's chromosome expression could be female and they have a penis. Yeah, but I don't I even what would determine determine I, I can't remember what the... Have, I can't remember what the what the name... The, the cul-de-sac... No, it wasn't that. It was something like cul-de-sac or... But there's, there's a name for it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name for the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You You expressed that. There was it was kind of weird because you were talking to me about that, and you kind of implied when we were 
chatting that like there's a really high rate of people with like chromosome uh like abnormalities like higher than even the trans rate mm -hmm. and therefore it's like you were maybe this isn't the case but it seemed to me like you were kind of suggesting that most if not all trans people are probably like in that category of people who are like uh who have those abnormalities and that's like kind of an explanation in part for their transness mm -hmm. but i i looked into this and that's there was a study done 20 years ago that actually showed like one in one in 30 had a chromosomal abnormality in in people that were trans. I looked it up as well. But okay, I have a study from 2018 uh, that says that the trans male rates that have abnormalities is 1.4 percent, trans females is 2.3 percent, and the general population is 0.5. Okay, but also so it's higher. But like this is not <laughs> we're not even remotely at like. It seems like most trans people generally are born with like XX and XY. Okay, well I can I can link it to you too if you want. I don't want to just like say a bunch of bullshit. Well, yeah, but that, that that's fine, okay? But there are instances that exist which show a spectrum, right? Uh yeah, sure. So Maybe. there could be a chromosomal abnormality. There's also gender dysphoria, which is a a miswiring in the brain <clears throat> studies have shown that uh the trans brain identifies with the with the sex opposite of what they were assigned at birth you, you've seen that study Absolutely. right okay yeah, of course i th i th yeah i think that's uh so i just i, I think so we've got two possible argument. biological determinations for trans women or women we we go at it from either route right I'm sorry, can you repeat that? So we, we've got two different biological determinants. Either gender dysphoria, which is a, a, a misfire in the brain. Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to call it a misfire because that implies that there, there's something... We, we all have weird wiring in our brain. We all, we, we all have abnormalities. But there, there's, there's two different biological explanations which could prove that trans women are women. Right? I'm not I I here I don't like when you say this because I've never I've never said that trans women aren't women. I do believe that trans women are women, but I think that awesome. women refers to gender, which is again the social thing as opposed to like saying that trans women are female, which would be like their biological sex. I think that most I I think most if not all trans women are born biological men with like you said the brain that's um that's wired uh or or structured and um has the gray matter and all that you know fun stuff that you know between men and women that uh, is aligned more with the opposite gender or whatever and then they transition um and undergo you know things like hrt and surgery and so on so that they can better align their brain with their body it doesn't make sense to me that we would even have the name trans women if they're not <laughs> transitioning from like men to women that that doesn't make sense to me yeah I, f I feel like we're kind of on the same page here maybe that we had a little misunderstanding on the on the twitter i think we got a little heated on twitter <laughs> i think yeah. you got a little heated on twitter <laughs> whoa 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 whoa! that's not you true. called me an asshole dude read it you you escalated before i did i will not take that people bullshit okay I was bullshit nice. i was being nice 
Bullshit. I was being you nice. were you were you were being exasperating is what you were. That's not true. That is not true. No, it's absolutely true. Well, my issue was you kept saying biologically male. And I'm like, here are all these instances where I can prove to you that biologically, they are female. When you say biologically male, it implies that you you are judging them by their genitals. XY chromosomes, I think that they're biologically male. I don't think you can change that. I think that you you can Google this. You can't change, like, like, your genetics or anything when you transition. It's not a problem that they're biologically male that's like because they can identify as women and they can be that gender and okay do you understand that, that okay geneticists have have written on this extensively and they don't think you can actually describe sex using just chromosomes or just genitalia that it's far more complicated than that can we agree yeah, on that? That's, that's yes, but it's how we do it now, and it's how everyone understands it now, and it's how it's taught now. And if you do, people it, don't fucking understand it. Period. Is going to be that. So people don't. I, I people think, don't understand shit about this. We'll see who's escalating it now. <laughs> I've been nice up until this point. You you have. I'm just making jokes. I mean, like it's a show called The Troll Patrol. Okay, but, but I mean, you're, you're I'll, making. I'll, 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 I'll rib you back a little bit, okay? I'm just making sure. <laughs> but you're making the point no, that, like, oh, if, yeah, if, we not, more, like, if we get more, if we get more granular like... into it, that people won't understand it. But people don't understand it as it is now. Yeah, we don't. But we can only group it based on what we know. And right now, this is what we know. And this but is but how but we the the whole concept now. of male and female are just labels that we use to describe nature. But nature is messy, and there's a whole gray area that we do, we don't have terminology for. I don't. I. I. I just don't think I understand why it's such a big deal to acknowledge this or to group them with that because before. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 They okay. have Hold tons on. of physical traits that are, you know, aligned with cis men. So we would. It only makes sense to group them. Do you know what the DSM? Category. Okay. Hold. hold. Do you know what the DSM's treatment for gender dysphoria is? Uh, I don't know the specific. Probably HRT and transitioning. And yeah, and being and 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 living as the gender you identify with. Sure. So why would you want to make an issue of them being biologically male, as you say? You're you're doing the opposite. Well, I'm you want to normalize. You even it. you even said you recognize them as women. So, like, I do. making that distinction... No, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Because, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the context in which you were talking to the other guy first was about, um... It was about the trans women in, um... In sports, wasn't it? That was, like, the, the discussion that was happening? Probably. Of. Yeah, because the argument right now, regardless of, you know, how you feel about it, um, is the idea that it's, like, is it fair enough for trans women, um you know, who grew up having gone through, like, puberty as a male and stuff, is it fair for them to compete with other women? Now, I don't want to get into that because I don't really know enough about it to have a, a good argument either way. But well, I, I can point you in the right direction. Things like that, I don't think acknowledging this is, like, a bad... It, 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 it's not a bad thing. It's just, like, a... It, it's just reality. You, you can't, like, escape it. I'm not going around calling trans women being like, hey, I'll call you a woman, but... Just so you know, you know, you still got those XY chromosomes or something. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just, 
I, I, you know, you the, can recognize that this is like still the case. I think a lot of trans people recognize that this is the case. I think most trans people want. I, I think the much bigger concern right now for most trans people is that people learn the difference between gender and sex and stop conflating that because a lot of republicans won't even won't even do that they won't even acknowledge that that's a difference they won't fucking go on google and look up the difference between sex and gender and they act like it's the same thing and they still use the arguments that freaking uh steven crowder uses like you know because in the past we had this on birth certificates sex and gender were interchangeable we should like you know stupid arguments like that which i'm sure you agree with me on yeah yeah i have done we seem to be in agreement. Like, my only issue was that you kept harping on biologically male. And, like, that's a that's a distinction that's not necessary well, and actually is detrimental to I don't, the cause of transitioning. Right. I I don't care. Like, personally. I, I, I Again, I'm not going around, like, throwing this in trans people's faces that, like, they're biologically, uh, you know, their sex is different than their gender or whatever. Um, but like when we're having a discussion about this kind of thing uh, on Twitter, we, I mean, we can recognize like how things are, you know, I don't, this isn't I, like something you can hide necessarily. This can affect things like, you know, how you interact with, uh, you know, your doctor and, and, and other aspects of trans people's lives. I, I think that they recognize that like, Hey, it's important to understand that there's a difference between my gender and my sex. I think they would know that better than anyone. I'm, I'm not being an asshole. To, to these people by throwing this in their face but this was the, the this was the discussion i mean this is, was the thing that you were disagreeing with on twitter which is why i responded in the first place I, i'm not like going around mocking trans people by by you know like throwing that in their face kind of feels like it though account. what's that kind of feel like that dude the, the the dude that you that i was replying to was totally probably a transphobe I can't speak to him. I, I, I have no idea who he is. I just saw the discussion. Mm-hmm. I, I was just there in the thread. I, I don't know them, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't care. They were them. purposely talking down to the trans community. That's, at least that's the way I perceived it. In the discussion of the context... in the Sorry. In the context of that discussion, they were talking about... that. That's the debate about whether or not trans people... Uh, are, are whether or not it's fair for them to participate in sports, specifically trans women in, in cis women's sports, because uh, trans men aren't really out-competing most men, as far as I'm aware. Um, th- that's part of the discussion. I mean, this is like... Well, actually, there's, there's a case in Texas where, because of the Texas bigoted, bigoted laws, uh, uh, Mac Beggs is his name, forced to wrestle women, dominated... Wanted to wrestle men. Or boys, I guess. It was high school. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. What happened in Texas? I'm not familiar with this. There was a wrestler. His name is Mac Beggs. I believe I got okay. the name right. He was forced to wrestle uh, in, with the girls. He wanted to wrestle men. Dominated the girls. That's, that's what... They're cis male? No. Well, you're referring to them as he. I'm sorry. Are yes, because that's what they are. That's the... Ah! I'm so confused. What? You still there? <laughs> this Mac is male. 
Okay. Leah Thomas is female. Okay. I feel the distinction is hurtful. To be like, I'm, oh no, they're not really male. Either. They're not really the female. Person, the person in this chat just said, "Oh my god, the mask just dropped." I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Which, who, who's trans here? I, I don't know what we're discussing. I, I have no context on this. All I know is that you said that some guy dominated the women. I. I'm, I think your I think your heart is in the right place, but you're you're somewhat misguided. Do you have any trans? No, I th you're not even explaining this situation to me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I I think maybe I understand. Is this a case where um this person is being referred to as male, but they're trans female? Is that it? And they wrestled the other. They are a trans male. The article was like, dude dominates the women. Is that what's going on, or am I misreading this? A trans male, if you want to refer to it that way. But my whole point is that this distinction is harmful. Because Mac is a man. Leah is a woman. Okay. Yes. Mac was a trans man that was forced to play in his birth gender. Or forced to wrestle birth gender. That's why oh, he dominated... Okay girls oh okay because I, of the trans law in texas why don't um but i didn't want to make that distinction because mac is a man okay i understand what's going on hmm. okay i'm sorry again i had no context on the story um I, again the thing is is regardless of whether or not you agree with it the whole thing that they're biologically male and that's how they grew up or biologically female depending on you know who you're talking about in sports that's that's like literally the whole crux of the debate about whether or not it's fair for these people and it like literally doesn't matter cisgender people well to some people it does that's the whole debate well, those people are those people are are shrouding their their caring about these issues that they're shrouding their bigotry well, if you can, if you can allow me to steal man for a minute, these okay. people yeah, please. might argue that you're trying to take away cis women's like space in sports. If it's a completely unfair thing, why? Again, I don't why, why would you argue that? I don't want to have this. I don't want to have this debate. But like the, the whole idea that they that they're biologically male and that is like a massive. Um, again, it's mostly the discussion is centered around um, male to female, right? Um, the, the idea that they grew up as male and they had, you know, they went through puberty as male and there are studies that show that even after like three years of HRT and stuff, um, you know, they, they can, they, they still retain like muscle mass and things like that, that like exceed, um, cis women's, um, the, capabilities of, of putting on muscle or something along those lines. Okay. Look again, I haven't really had the, the whole point is that this is the whole crux of the debate. So you can't just point to them and be like you're being super transphobic right now like th this is the crux of the debate <laughs> okay okay so they're not they're not trying to attack trans people they're just trying to bullshit you know, bullshit 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 they are indeed trying to attract the guy i was responding to was attracting trans people that's my issue okay okay so the, there was a study done and this the woman that did the study was an olympic athlete she um uh, she transitioned after her career was over. 
She did the study about 2007, 2008. She's now an advisor to the NCAA and to the Olympic Committee. What? So she was, she transitioned male to female, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Can, can, you need to tell me the trans female or something, okay? Like, when you don't say that, I, it's really confusing for me. You have to, if we're talking about a specific trans person, I need to know. That's important for this context, for the discussion. But okay. She advises the Olympic Committee and, um, and the NCAA on trans athletes now. That's, that's, that's where the policy comes from. Okay. So her studies found that, yes, sometimes uh, they retain some of their muscle mass, but it's a wash in other areas. Like, basically what her, her findings found was that everything evened out. After, after hormone treatment... There was no advantage. Okay, again, for, for, for males to transition to female, prepped for a debate on this specific topic. I understand, don't understand. have anything of my own to talk, so I don't want to get super deep into it. But my point is that addressing the fact that trans people grew up, you know, biologically male. If, if we're talking about female to male, which again, this or uh, male to female, which again, that's like you know, what the whole debate's really centered around. That's not transphobic. That's like addressing the main point of contention. It's deciding whether or not it's unfair if that aspect of their existence, of that aspect of their life is unfair for them to compete with cis women. That's the whole thing. Hold on. You can't just jump to transphobia. But that's a stupid argument. What do you mean? Does, Does Shaq have an unfair advantage because of how tall he is? Well, it's not just about height. Do, do black people have an unfair advantage? Because that was an argument uh, when we still had segregated sports. Do black people have an unfair advantage? Segregated sports and the separation of men and women are not the same. How? I would how, say no, how, how is it not the same? Advantage over over like white people, but we segregated because we were racist. But how how is that not the same argument? How are we not? How are we not separating because we're transphobic now? Because it's a because it's not the same. Because there are okay. From what I've heard on this topic, there are studies that show that even after three years of HRT, um, trans women do retain like um, significant um, um, uh, fucking God. What's the fucking word? Muscle mass um, or whatever. Ad- advantages and stuff over, like, cis women, which is why it's being debated. There wasn't really a... I, I, don't, I don't think there was as much of a debate over, like, black people being, like, significantly more capable at playing sports or something than white people. We, we were just... Oh, like, there oh, was. That, was. that was how... Yeah, maybe that was on the surface, but we were just segregated as a society. You hit it. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. On the surface, it's about fairness in sports. But in reality, it's about transphobia. I don't know if it's the same. I don't I, I absolutely do know it's the same. Um Okay. I mean I, I I'm not gonna change your mind, I guess. I don't have anything on hand to, you know, really argue this topic. I, I don't think it's inherently transphobic to mention this. I mean, this is what the whole debate is centered around. 
I I believe it is. Now I don't think you necessarily are transphobic. I think I think I your heart is in the right not. place. I'm not transphobic. No, no, no. You're not. You're not. You're cool. But like okay. uh, uh, the people that are pushing this are indeed transphobic. Can we agree on that? No, I I don't agree on that. These Republican politicians that are pushing these these trans bans, you don't think they're transphobic? Um, I think that the politicians themselves definitely could be transphobic, but I don't think every single person who uh, argues necessarily against trans uh, women competing with cis women is is necessarily transphobic. I, I can agree with that. They can just be ignorant. That's possible. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I mean I I don't I don't necessarily think that the Republicans are. Um, transphobic because of this um i mean again it's like the whole debate thing i i you know i don't know that many um republican politicians to be fair but like i'm sure that you can find rhetoric and and arguments that they've made that are pretty fucky against trans people i mean there's the whole uh pretty the whole thing going down on um florida or whatever right now that don't say gay bill that seems mm-hmm. pretty cringe oh yeah 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 we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit mm. Monty, you've actually you've been really cool. I I appreciate you talking with me. Yeah, I I uh, appreciate you having me on. So I I I I I feel like we we were talking in different directions on the on the Twitter. Yeah, we we definitely were, but uh, it's Twitter discourse, so you know <laughs> what do you expect? Well, also like I'm 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 I hate to say this because I'm I'm afraid like Twitter's you know Google's listening or some shit. But like I haven't been back on the Twitter very long. They kind of they nuked my account a few years ago. Someone made oh, me yeah. a new one and gave it back to me. And like I haven't been trolling all that much. You just you just kind of got caught up in the crossfire. And one of my I got banned on Facebook yesterday, so I was on Twitter trolling. I'm not gonna lie. I clicked on your profile like halfway through when we were arguing back and forth, and I was like. Oh my fucking god! He is a YouTube. He is a Twitch. He has thousands of fans. I'm so fucked. <laughs> oh no no no! Oh first, first was, of all, I don't I have thousands like, of fans. God, I'm gonna get absolutely just like oh man. I have like twenty Twitter followers. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, there there's like possibly no, twenty people in the chat right now. Uh, subs, do you have and stuff? You're in the thousands, are you not? That's because of a I, stupid I video I did. It's not because of my political shit. I promise you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I appreciate you trying to stroke my ego, though. Well, it it wasn't as much that as like I was genuinely in fear of like, oh man, this could you were, be, you're gonna get dogpiled, eh? For me, <laughs> no, no, I would never do that to anybody, even if I did have a following. I'd I'd never sick anybody on people. I I, I don't believe in that. All right. Well, I don't want to monopolize your whole time, but uh, this was a fun discussion. I it was indeed. It. Thank you, Monty, for coming on. I, I'm glad we got that cleared up, and, and you are my friend now. We're friends. Cool, right? All right. It sounds legit. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Monty. Have a fantastic afternoon, rest of your evening, wherever you're at, whatever the fuck. Awesome. See you around. See you, man. Yay. That was fun. I well you, you to promote yourself 
You need to have the Facebook. You need to blah, 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 blah. Okay, I don't even know what the whole destiny, fucking all that shit. I just, somebody accused me of like, oh, you're into the Twitter drama. I have no clue what goes on on the Twitter. But the, the whole destiny thing, like, they're trying to say he didn't make a 41% joke. He absolutely fucking did. Because he's like, oh, I could make a 41% joke. Asshole, fuck off. Like, I didn't have any beef with Destiny. My only exposure to him, like Sam Cedar debating him that one time. That's the only time I've ever even watched Destiny. But yeah, seriously, fuck him. I saw that I saw that clip. He's like, I could make a 41% joke. Yeah, no, go fuck yourself, Destiny. They admit they want to get to our children. What the fuck are you talking about? You just... Uh, I saw you earlier. I didn't have a chance to address you. Guy on a buffalo. You accused me of straw man and ad hominem. I love this because my, my second degree is in philosophy and I actually had to be trained in logical fallacies. I have not committed an ad hominem, nor have I committed a straw man. But it's wild that you come in here and say, like, they admit they want to get our children. That is the very definition of a straw man argument. Trans people aren't coming for your children, dumb fuck. Nobody gives a shit about your stupid kids. I don't think you uh, got what was going on, Ghana Buffalo. And I doubt you know the scientific points. Uh, I can actually debate the scientific points. Hey, Ghana Buffalo, you want to come on? You can hop in the Discord. You can give us a ringy ding ding, 917-830-4359. Come on. Who? The trans people in my chat just told you they don't give a shit about your children. I have zero followers. Yet you're seeing all the people that are commenting. You don't have a bigger show. Guy on a buffalo. Bullshit. Says he has a bigger show. I gotta have to. Am I gonna have to go over to uh, E Live because you got banned everywhere else? Ooh. No one expects me to be educated. Oh, cool. Well, let's see this documentation. Uh, 
First of all, Gone of Buffalo says he has a bigger channel than me. He has 720 followers. I have 6,000. 6,000 on YouTube alone. Another like 1,500 on Twitch. You do not have a bigger channel than me. So since I am the bigger channel, come on. Come on. Come on. On DLive, you dumb fuck. Do you not see everybody on Twitch and YouTube commenting? What a fucking idiot. Yeah, I have zero followers over on Nazi DLive. What a fucking idiot. Oh, look, Justin Freakin, 6.63K, motherfucker. I got the bigger channel. So since that was your requirement for coming on with me, come on, I got the bigger channel. 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. Steve and Cope. Aren't you the one that is trying to cope? Oh, gone a buffalo once again proving that right wingers are morons. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, I think all of you absolute fucking morons. Yeah, I only do a show called The Troll Patrol. I'm not like, I'm like, hey, fucking come troll me. If you really wanted to troll me, fucking own me in a debate. You want to talk about scientific facts or whatever the fuck you said. Come on, own me in a debate. I dare you. Let me, let me check the Discord just to make sure that he didn't. Nope, he ain't, he ain't hopping in. Who was crying? By the way, guy on a buffalo, I was like, I, you've got a social media presence. I bet I can go back and find you crying about all kinds of stupid shit. Probably shit that ain't even real. Joking about the incredibly high suicide rate in the trans community is not cool. But you probably cried all day long about fucking Joe Biden and gas prices or some shit. You absolutely can have a shot at him if you can. I won't even. I won't even talk to you. You come into the Discord. I'll let Amnestic come at you. I'll sit it out. You didn't witness me argue in bad faith. One, we weren't having a debate. That was a discussion. There was no. De- there was no debate. We might have debated a little bit earlier on Twitter. There was no debate. We were just hashing things out. But if you want to have a debate with me, we absolutely can. Oh, yeah. I, I bet I bet you cried over uh, uh, gaming ethics, didn't you? I fucking love media piracy. Yes, I love that meme. Everybody's calling you a pussy. 
We got to move on if you uh, if you aren't going to come argue with us. We'll actually do the news. That's what we do around here. We talk about the news. First, Texas came for pregnant people. Then it came for trans kids. The fact that Texas got away with its assault on reproductive rights helped lay the groundwork for its amped-up attack on trans rights. How many parents in Texas have to be accused of abuse for the simple act of loving their child before the federal government steps in to defend them? How many children have to be bullied by state officials and how many pregnant people have to be denied their reproductive rights in the Lone Star State? Is there a number? Tell me what it is. I'd like to know how many people have to suffer because Texas has denied them medical care before the federal government does something to stop them. By the way, this is a, a uh, op-ed by Ellie Mistel. He is amazing. <laughs> He's been going on MSNBC and like telling them what for. I'm asking on behalf of 29 million people, and if you want to read this, this is in the nation. Asking on behalf of 29 million people, at least some of whom did not sign up to live in a fundamentalist theocracy. How many people must be sacrificed at the altar of states' rights before the national government intervenes? Texas is a rogue state. It has been since it passed Senate Bill 8, a law that allows private bounty hunters to violate the constitutional rights of pregnant people seeking reproductive services and to harass anybody who helps them access those services. I said in real time that the appropriate federal response would be to send abortion providers to Texas under armed escort if necessary to secure reproductive rights. We have a clip of this. Oh, no, it was an op-ed too. I I want you guys to see a video of Ellie Mistel. He is fucking amazing. The federal government had a good case against Texas, but as anticipated, good legal arguments mean nothing when you let Republicans control the courts. The refusal of Democrats to expand and reform the Supreme Court resulted in an entirely predictable loss for the Biden administration in front of the court, which allowed Texas to continue treating women and pregnant people as mere incubators with only limited control of their own bodies. What Republican officials in Texas have learned from the SB8 saga is that the Supreme Court has no intention of stopping them from violating constitutional rights, and the federal government lacks the strength or the will to force them. Texas took a blowtorch to the rights of women and pregnant people, and the Biden administration responded by quoting the fire code instead of sending in the fire trucks. Yep. They are... Making use of the word groomer. Republicans say groomer to put a nice face on homophobia and transphobia. The new don't say gay law in Florida is just one part of a larger nostalgia for straight up hate. Queer bait. That was how my brain would put the words together when I heard them. Thrown at me and others in the playground of my elementary school back in Missouri. This is an opinion piece by uh, Daniel Summers, The Daily Beast. First, the actual slur hurled between children and those memories of mine from the 1980s was queerbait, a quality that one supposedly possessed. I certainly didn't understand what was actually implied with those words, and I doubt most of the young children who used them did either. But that's what they meant, comprehend or not. Queerbait, that kind of child predatory homosexuals would target. 
because that's what we taught gay people. That's what we were taught gay people did. On the schoolyard, it was implied. But in the church I grew up in, church, 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 it's always the fucking churches. Which, as I pointed out, if you are worried about people grooming children, look no further than the churches. One of the many painful lessons it took me years to unlearn as a gay man myself. Easy to look at all the progress LGBTQ plus people have made in the decades since, from open military service to marriage equality to 14 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Locate those lies about us strictly in the past. Comforting to think that that hateful and bigoted slander has been abandoned. Florida's loathsome new law, the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill, signed by Governor Ron DeSantis earlier this week, has blasted that false comfort to smithereens. Most of the well-deserved blowback has focused on either the right-wing blowhard himself or the failure of the business community, and specifically Disney, to effectively resist his bigotry. But the debate over the law has also once again brought the bogus concept of gay people grooming children into the conservative mainstream. It is a piece with an insidious push to curtail the rights of LGBTQ people nationwide. Similar rhetoric about protecting kids from the malevolent influence of queer adults has led to a catastrophic threat to medical care for trans youth in Texas and bans on trans athletes competing alongside others of their gender in Utah. The Florida law, which supporters claim is about parents' rights to choose when their children learn about gender and sexual minorities, bars classroom discussion in some grades about those people at all. Rather than sex, it's about whether people like me, my brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community, and our families can be acknowledged in schools to exist. I'd love to see your information where public schools are bigger groomers, because holy shit! Have you missed where the Catholic Church has settled with child after child after child? Have you missed where about a thousand pastors a year get arrested for molesting children? You're a dumb fuck. Gone on a buffalo. Look at you. Come in here accusing me of straw man. You ain't got no evidence to back up anything. You're a fucking idiot. Right wingers? Are morons. And last night we watched a piece by one of the local news stations in Florida, uh, and they said that a lawsuit was not expected. And I said, bullshit, there's going to be a lawsuit. Grave abuse of power. LGBTQ advocates sue Florida over new law because, of course, they would. Rights advocates in the U.S. state of Florida have filed a lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis over a contentious law that they say seeks to marginalize LGBTQ students and their families. Dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill by critics, the legislation signed into law earlier this week forbids classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Legal challenge filed in the United States Federal Court in Tallahassee on behalf of Equality Florida and family equality on Thursday alleged that the law violates the constitutionality, uh, con- constitutionally protected rights of free speech, equal protection, and due process of students and families. Florida legislation allows parents to sue a school district at the district's expense if they believe the measure is not being enforced. 
states classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade third or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Santos and other Republicans have repeatedly said that the measure is reasonable and that parents, not teachers, should be uh, broaching subjects of sexual orientation and gender identity with their children. But many critics have said the law's language, particularly the phrases classroom instruction and age-appropriate, could be interpreted so broadly that discussion in any grade could trigger lawsuits, creating a classroom atmosphere where teachers would avoid the subjects entirely. That's exactly what they want. They want a chilling effect. Rights groups as well as progressive lawmakers, celebrities, and U.S. companies have spoken out against the legislation as an attack on the rights of LGBTQ community members. U.S. President Joe Biden last month also described the measure as hateful. Lawsuit filed on Thursday sought to block the law from taking effect. Takes effect on July 1st, I believe. It might be June 1st. And also named Florida Education Commissioner Richard uh, Cochran and other education officials as defendants. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona met LGBTQ students and their family members at a school in Orlando on Thursday discussing privately how the legislation is affecting their lives. The visit was one of several Biden administration events showing support for the community throughout the day, including a presidential proclamation recognizing Transgender Day of Visibility. The Southern Baptist Convention is fucked. Oh my God, those people are horrible. Churches are ones grooming your children. Make no mistake about it. And, 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 if, if, as if it's not obvious, the most uh, ardent anti-gay activists are usually gay. I think the people that are obsessed with other people's gender probably have issues with their own gender. Projection is quite common among right-wingers. Remember, uh, what, what was it, Ted Haggard, was that his name? The the hateful anti-gay pastor that was caught having gay sex and, and smoking meth? Projection, projection, projection. Here's another example of that projection. And here is like a content warning for what the fuck? A pro-life activist had her home raided. Five fetuses were found inside the home. Here is the local news hit on the story. WSA 9 staying on top. Breaking news in Capitol Hill and the Eastern Market. Before we get started with this, I think you all know what I'm getting ready to say. I am not high enough for this shit. Neighborhood, listen to this. DC police confirmed that the medical examiner collected five fetuses from inside the home of an anti-abortion protester. Her name, Lauren Handy. 
Handy has just been indicted on a charge of invading and blocking access to a DC health clinic. Now, WSA 9 broke this story. We were outside the home. Remember this yesterday on 6th Street Southeast when police were carrying out that raid. Officers walked out carrying red biohazard bags and coolers. That's never a good sight. WSA 9's Bruce Lachan live there with more on some of the shocking revelations our team was able to uncover today. Bruce, good evening. Now, there have been many people on Twitter pointed this out, and this is a fantastic point. You know she's going to claim they're not real people when she goes to court, right? There ain't no way she wants five fucking murder charges, tampering with bodies, all that shit. She's going to claim, oh, they're just fetuses. The pro-life activist. Yeah, Adam, I'm telling you what, kind of a bizarre, gruesome house. Well, yeah, I tell you what. House of Horrors here in a crowded D.C. neighborhood. D.C. police say they found those five fetuses right down here in this apartment, which is connected to that anti-abortion activist, Lauren Handy. Police say the investigation is ongoing, which leaves us with a ton of questions. <laughs> I bet. Where did the human fetuses come from? Why did she keep them? And what was she planning to do with them? Police carried a cooler and several biohazard bags out of the home on Wednesday. Now, now, apparently, this is her. This is her, the Karen, Karen Handy. One of her friends on Twitter said, well, she stole them from the dumpster and was going to give them a proper burial. That is not how medical waste works. There's not individual fetuses in a dumpster. And, and as many people pointed out, they that waste was probably incinerated. Anti-abortion activist Lauren Handy, outside her home after her release on federal charges, told WUSA 9 people would freak out when they heard what police had found inside her home. Abortion. If you say that, you, they're going to freak out when they hear what they found in my home. You kind of can't go back and then blame the CIA. It's the most painful type of murder. Dismembering a child alive with no anesthetic. Handy was among nine people indicted by a federal grand jury Wednesday for allegedly invading Washington Surgery Clinic on October 22nd, 2020. If you die in the procedure, abortion procedure, you can wake up in a place you don't want to be. The anti-abortion <laughs> activist... <laughs> God, those people are stupid. How are they even in there? Well, fucking, usually abortion clinics have volunteers that are keeping these assholes away from the women who might not even be getting abortions. Might be there for completely unrelated issues. Chairs in a waiting room. I'm Jonathan Darnell. And protester Jonathan Darnell of Arlington live streamed the whole thing to Facebook. You would cry out in agony. Your mind would be twisted with pain if you could spend one minute in hell. Handy, Darnell, and seven others. Were Mouth breathers indeed, Mandy. Freedom of I'm not high enough for that. I gotta get more Act, Which had fallen into disuse under the Trump administration. Planned Parenthood of Metropolitan Washington CEO says she knows several of the people indicted. They have 
protested at our facility on 4th Street um, here in the district uh, many times um, and have been disrupted. They have harassed patients. Love her glasses. Uh, they have obstructed patients. Um, and no one should have to experience that intimidation uh, for trying to access health care. Now, I want to know why people like, what's, what's his fucking name? Oh, Guy in a Buffalo. I want to know why you don't go up to the uh, pro-life activists and tell them, like, oh, seethe more. Cope that they're getting abortions. Why don't you do that? I think that would be more fun. Those people are are coping way harder than we are over here. We ain't even coping. We're making fun of your dumb ass. Washington Surgery Clinic uh, declined to comment when we called them, so we really don't know whether the fetuses came from there or from someplace else. D.C. police are leading the investigation into the fetuses, and they say it's really ongoing, so we don't know if or when or what kind of charges might be uh, filed in connection with those fetuses. A guy with keys to the house came up to us just a little bit over an hour ago, and he said there is going to be a news conference on Tuesday and it's going to be big. But beyond that, he refused to say anything at all. Adam? We gotta wait until Tuesday? Do we know anything about Handy's group being involved with humans? I mean, we're, we're talking like this coming Tuesday. This is today. This is today's newscast that we are watching. Human fetuses before? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. Right at the top of their website, there's a big picture they they say shows human fetuses being improperly stored uh, at the University of Washington uh, at a health center or a medical school at the University of Washington. Uh, fetuses, baby parts, they say, stored in plastic bags, paper bags uh, in a freezer. But again, we don't know if that has anything to do with what's going on here. Yeah, very strange. It's, uh, so many things still need to be unwrapped. Oh, yes. Oh, she was Catholic. Catholic. There was a, a Virgin Mary statue out in front of the house. And I, like, I believe she was part of some far-right Catholic group. Fucking wow. Fucking wow. You want to take a real good look at her. Take a real good look at her right there. That is a woman who is thinking to herself, I do not have enough money for the lawyers I'm going to need for this. One of her friends said on Twitter that she had stolen them from the abortion clinic. Or supposedly one of her friends had stolen them from an abortion clinic and was going to give them a proper burial. That is not how medical waste works. You you can't just get into a dumpster and steal... A, like, there's not just a, a fetus's corpse there. 25? I would have thought she was older than that. Damn. How did she have five pregnancies? I don't think they were her fetuses.
I don't think I don't think she was having abortions. Maybe we don't know. Possibly. I mean, if you're Catholic, they like to fuck. And apparently they, they don't believe in the rubbers, so... Possibly? Possibly? You live in sexual anarchy? You bet your ass I am bookmarking this for fucking Tuesday. We're gonna find out what the fuck happened. So let's talk about the illness sweeping the country, or at least a part of Kansas right now. Tuberculosis cases have been reported in fucking Kansas. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment and the Unified Government Public Health Department said there are a handful of active tuberculosis cases in the county. The health department said that while there are fewer than 10 patients with the disease, some of the strains are resistant to multiple antibiotics that are normally used to treat the illness. State and county health leaders are working to make sure that the patients are getting treatment and that the disease doesn't spread to even more people. They're also investigating where the small outbreak started and spread. Experts said there is a minimal risk to the general public at this time. The health department is working with each patient to identify if they've had close contact with anyone who also needs to be tested for TB. The consumption is back. I just found out there's a, there's a town you go into, I can't remember the name of the town, on Red Dead Redemption 2. You go into every other town, if you go in, you're wearing your uh, bandana, like the, the people will be suspicious of you. But if you go into the town where they had the cholera outbreak and you've got your bandana over your face, people will be like, yeah, we still got that cholera going around. Good on you for taking care of yourself. TB is no joke. And yes, there's a there's a vaccine. I'm sure anti-vaxxers had something to do with this. We've had outbreaks of diseases we'd pretty much eradicated many times in the last 20 years thanks to Jenny McCarthy. There was a meme going around it was like Jim Carrey dates a, a former Playboy model. A million people die of COVID. <laughs> well, it is the anti... Fucking, what are you talking about illegals? Oh, yeah, yeah, in this probably predominantly white county in Kansas. It's the illegals crossing the border. What a stupid fuck. This is why I call right-wingers fucking morons. Oh, sorry, sorry, wrong one, wrong one. Uh, right-wingers are fucking morons. Probably fucking not. Have you ever been to Kansas? It goddamn stinks. It stinks. Kansas fucking stinks. What? 
You've never been to fucking Kansas before. If you think people are fleeing to fucking Kansas, what? Fuck, that's stupid. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Omaha doesn't have any kind of booming population. There ain't fucking nobody in Nebraska. There are more people in the city I'm sitting in, which isn't even like a, a fucking top 50 fucking uh, 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 market in television. There are more people in the city I'm sitting in than in the entire state of Nebraska. Shut the fuck up. Idiot. 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 No! What tr- You're an idiot! Well, isn't this thing I made up the thing? I didn't know we were in Southern California here. Yes, there's a, there are seasonal migrants that cross the border to work in, like, fucking citrus farms in California. That's not happening in Omaha, fucking Nebraska, you stupid fuck! Um, you're doing what you accused me of. You're strawmanning us. But wasn't your argument this? Fuck no, you're an idiot! Yes, you're the idiot. Absolute. Are you going, if you're going to try to fucking talk to me, hop in Discord, give me a ringy ding ding. 917-830-4359. Your comment was that there was a booming Hispanic population. There's not a booming population of anything in Nebraska. Nobody fucking lives there. Idiot. Now, if you if you like to talk, Discord or phone. Well, plug them the fuck in. I've never been to Nebraska. I can't say that it smells nasty. I've been to Kansas, and I can say it smells nasty. I can confirm that Kansas goddamn stinks. So, my fear about COVID and the coming wave has been confirmed. So, you guys need to brace for it. Phobe. I guess that's how you say that. Phobe327. Thank you for being a freaking follower. My fears about the coming wave of COVID have been confirmed. This is the hospitalization admission for the United Kingdom. As you will see here, it has now matched the Omicron wave. The hospitalization rate is now matching the Omicron wave in Europe. And it doesn't show any signs of slowing down. So it's quite possible that the wave we're getting ready to experience here in the next four to six weeks is going to be worse than the Omicron wave in January. Which killed more people than any other time during the pandemic, might I add. But hey, uh, 
Joe Biden says we have the tools to keep it under control. Even though we aren't doing the things that we need to do to keep it under control. And one of the things that we need to do is vaccinate the rest of the world. 44 countries have COVID vaccination rates under 20%. Predominantly in Africa. COVID vaccine supply struggles are easing, but in 44 countries, most of them in Africa, less than 20% of the population is fully vaccinated. In 19, the rate is under 10%. Those countries have doses now, and they know that there are more doses available. According to Seth Berkeley, the CEO of the uh, Gavi Vaccine Alliance, after a year of waiting for vaccine doses, the primary concern now is delivery. I don't fucking, the UN has been going out and like vaccinating people in Africa for a hell of a long time. I don't know why delivery is an issue. Africa CDC director John Negasong last month asked countries to pause vaccine donations until the second half of the year. Rather than a sudden glut of vaccine, he said African countries need steady, predictable shipments that can be used before they expire. Nekasong laid out four key challenges to rolling out shots and adequate storage facilities to preserve vaccines. That's it. I didn't even think about that. Transport and logistical issues in terms of getting doses and supplies like syringes, which often aren't included with the donations to remote locations, shortages of healthcare workers to administer the shots, and vaccine hesitancy. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., we've had the largest study yet proving that horse paste does nothing to cure COVID. Study finds that ivermectin, the horse drug Joe Rogan championed as a COVID treatment, does nothing to cure the virus. Doctors and scientists scoured for a COVID-19 cure during the early days of the pandemic. Initial studies suggested a number of potential remedies that turned out to be bogus but few dubious solutions have had the staying power of ivermectin. What was, what was the uh, the first one that they touted? Uh, uh, the hydrox cookies or some shit? Hydroxychloroquine? 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 That thing. They dropped that one pretty fast. Sparkles made muffin tops last night. Ask her about that tomorrow. Ivermectin has been promoted as an alternative COVID cure by the likes of podcast host Joe Rogan. More prominently by idiot-ass Brett Weinstein on the Dark Horse podcast. Apparently him and Eric, his brother, they've had a whole falling out over it. And doctors... I prescribed the treatment to COVID patients in small doses. Ivermectin can be prescribed to treat head lice, other parasites in humans, but the Food and Drug Administration has not approved the drug as a COVID treatment. In the U.S., ivermectin, ivermectin prescriptions soared to 88,000 per last week, or uh, per, per week last August. I'm sorry, I fucked that completely up. It was from a baseline of 3,600, so that would be the normal that people are getting prescribed for parasitic infections. 
The CDC uh, issued a warning using the drug. The CDC said its Poison Control Center had witnessed a five-fold increase in calls related to ivermectin overdoses and adverse effects. It causes you to shit the lining of your intestines out. Maybe that madness is coming to an end as on Wednesday, a large-scale scientific study showed that ivermectin has no significant effects in treated COVID. It's not going to come to an end. It's still not going to come to an end. I think I already saw uh, Kim Iverson on the Hill say that this study was flawed. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Let me go verify it. You know I I don't like uh, spreading misinformation. But I am pretty sure I saw that. Go fuck, go fuck. Oh, they wished Kim a happy birthday the other day. Oh, fuck her. Maybe she didn't have that take. Maybe I maybe I dreamt it. Oh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Kim, what's on your radar? Well, this past Friday, the Wall Street Journal published an article titled Ivermectin Didn't Reduce COVID-19 Hospitalizations in Largest Trial to Date. The article is being circulated. This might not be the same study. I believe this one was just released like in the last day or two. During the post, accompanied with a gleeful, I told you so. One big problem right off the bat, none of us have read the study because the study isn't published yet. So we're going off of a newspaper article that summarizes... Oh! So it's the study that was published. She's just like, you know, going off the preprint here. Has obvious flaws. Kim Iverson, new ivermectin study touted by Fauci. Has obvious flaws. Turning now to Trump, who unfortunately did not die of COVID. Trump dies of COVID watch. Maybe we'll get lucky and he didn't get boosted. But he seemed to be uh, on the vaccine bandwagon. That uh, that stinger from the Trump dies of COVID watch, that is from when Trump had COVID. October of 2020. On January 6, 2021, during an apparent seven-hour gap in White House call logs that the House Select Committee investigating the attack is now trying to piece together, then-President Trump's executive assistant, Molly Michael, was absent for most of the day. Those sources said the Trump White House already... uh, the Trump White House's already spotty record-keeping operation had virtually collapsed by the final weeks of his presidency. Michael's absence is a previously unreported detail that may play a role in explaining the incomplete records for a key stretch of time. Her absence, coupled with the already shambol- shambolic state of record-keeping in the outer oval, 
also could complicate efforts to piece those details back together 14 months after that fateful day. Keeping handwritten notes on Trump's unscheduled meetings and calls was part of Michael's duties when she took over as executive assistant from her predecessor, Madeleine Westerholt. While Trump was in the Oval Office, the dining room adjoining it, or the White House residence, he preferred to use landlines, though also used his personal cell or received calls on the cells of his close aides, according to sources who witnessed this. He would frequently yell out Molly to get her to call whoever he wanted to talk to on a whim. Now, the right-wingers have been touting Ray Epps as the man who was actually behind January 6th, secretly working for the FBI, was like some kind of Biden plant. But the feds are prepared to uh, release a disclosure on a figure at the heart of pro-Trump January 6th conspiracy theory. The Justice Department is compiling information to share with defendants about Ray Epps, an Arizona man who has been the focus of January 6th conspiracy theories pushed by former President Donald Trump, his allies in Congress, and right-wing media figures. Who was it we saw ask all about Ray Epps? Was it uh, Rand Paul? Was it Ted Cruz? It was one of those chuckle fucks. Assistant U.S. Attorney Karen Rochel. Rochlin? Rochlin. That's probably how you say it. Karen Rochlin said in court on Tuesday that she intended to provide a disclosure about Epps, a former Oath Keeper, in response to a request by January 6th defendants accused of leading the breach of police lines, including Ryan Samsell, who briefly huddled with Epps before charging the barricades. Epps, who was seen on video on January 5th, 2021, urging Trump supporters to go into the Capitol, adding that they should be peaceful, became the focus of conspiracy theories pushed by far uh, by right-wing media outlets. I added the far in there. Epps, they noted, was not arrested despite being toward the front of the riotous crowd, and although his face initially appeared on a list of unidentified suspects, it was removed months after the breach that led to unsupported claims that Epps was a government informant. The reason Epps was not arrested is because he's fucking rich. And he has lawyers. And he turned on on his uh, on his buddies. <laughs> Guarantee you. And that's probably what this disclosure is going to be that he has been a state's witness, avoided jail time for cooperating. Guarantee it. Right-wingers are morons. Did Dan Crenshaw promote the Ray Epps conspiracy? Dan, Dan Crenshaw seems like the kind of guy that, that would promote the Ray Epps conspiracy. And I'm only saying that just because I want to be like, hey, give me that eye pussy. I would give anything, anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. We had some new peeps here tonight. I wanted to pull that one out. Oh, Crenshaw is indeed a chud. (laughs) All right, this is Chris Hayes. He has uh, Adam Schiff 
from the January 6th committee on to talk about the investigation. I'm going to start off by saying I hate this. Uh, when I saw like the, the first little bit of this clip when I was, I was grabbing it, and I hate this as a broadcaster. I hate this bullshit because, like, fucking Chris Hayes is not looking at any kind of... Like, there's a camera there in front of him. He, he is looking at a teleprompter on the camera, which has a monitor under it. This is all fucking keyed in later, and I hate the transition. I, all this looks stupid. From California, he serves on the House Committee investigating. Hate it. Hate it. He was the lead impeachment manager in Donald Trump's first impeachment trial, and he joins me now. And Congressman, first, just Buffalo. No, he's not a Fed. You idiot. He is an oath keeper. He is a far right nut job who is rich. He is rich as fuck. Because he is rich and he can afford lawyers, his fucking high-priced lawyers told him the best way to get out of trouble was to flip on his friends, and that's what he did. Back to Adam Schiff speaking to Chris Hayes. I believe this was last night. Your reaction to this news about the Department of Justice, its significance, and what you think about it? Well, if accurate, I have no reason to believe it isn't. Uh, it is significant, and, uh, and frankly, I think it's long overdue. Uh, we're now well more than a year after this attack on the Capitol. Uh, now we're, to, we're talking about the DOJ's now willingness to prosecute, hopefully. Not just among members of Congress, but among the public that uh, it shouldn't just be the people who broke into the Capitol that day, but also those uh, who organized that attack uh, that are under scrutiny. Um, I will feel, you know, frankly, better about whether the department is doing everything it should, though, when I see signs that is looking beyond the attack of the 6th at some of these other multiple lines of effort to overturn the election. Uh, as Judge Carter in that, uh, you know, incredible opinion this week, found were evidence of likely criminal activity by the former president. Yeah, I want to just read that. Uh, the, the judge wrote that Trump's actions more likely than not constitute attempts to obstruct an official proceeding, which would well, be of course. criminal obstruction of the counter-presidential electoral votes in Congress. They fall under the crime fraud exception and must be turned over. I, I think, there were, you know, obviously that's not the standard of proof that would be necessary to convict at trial, but it's a remarkable finding by a sitting federal judge presented with briefing and evidence to say that it's more likely than not the president committed th this official felony. And, you know, I guess my feeling watching all this the whole time is I'm not high enough for this shit. I got to pack a bowl. In the context of the U.S. is unprecedented, but not in the context of the world. Right. People try coups or they try to stay in power. Usually it's kind of a shoot the moon situation. Like you succeed and you grab the machinery of the state or you don't and you face consequences. Yeah. Even yeah. Usually you'd be imprisoned. Just kind of hang out at your golf course for a while, which is what's happened here. Well, that's exactly brag about your hole in one. It's important to recognize that. Uh, yes, there is a different standard than the one Judge Carter applied. Uh, he didn't need to find proof beyond a reasonable doubt to order those documents turned over to Congress. But you also don't need proof beyond a reasonable doubt to start an investigation. Right. Uh, indeed, you almost never have proof beyond a reasonable doubt when you just begin the investigation. Uh, and if a federal judge is saying that there is 
uh, you know, proof uh, that uh, more likely than not Donald Trump engaged in a crime by trying to overturn the I election. I mean, Jesus, we all saw it. And that is well substantiated by his opinion. That uh, is a pretty sufficient basis for the Justice Department to say, you know, we ought to look into that. Uh, and, you know, again, I'm glad they're examining uh, those who may have funded or organized the rally. We've been doing that now for, for months and months. Uh, it's a little late, but I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, but they also need to look at these multiple lines of effort to... to if you think Adam Schiff is the worst, your your skill is way off. We're literally talking about a man who tried to end democracy and pull a coup in this country. And you're coming in here saying Adam Schiff is the worst. You need your head examined. Overturn the election. Uh, and they need to look at anyone who was involved. No one gets a pass. Not a former president uh, and not someone who never held office before. Let me ask you about the call logs. Um, oh, of course. Sparkles and I will be here tomorrow. Yet sufficiently definitively established there was some post facto tampering or tampering at the time with the actual records. And yet it seems there is no other plausible explanation. What is your theory or belief about how there is a seven hour gap in those logs? You know, I have not speculated about the reason for the gap in the logs. Uh, and and you know, there are a lot of possibilities. Of course, it's possible that the records were deliberately uh, omitting uh, certain calls, but it's, it's possible that there are other explanations that are more benign. Um, and I don't want to you know, rush to judgment. I, I can't tell you we need to get the answers. Uh, I can also tell you that we have multiple sources of information I, about... He said there could be an explanation that's more benign. I don't believe that. I don't believe... The fucking call logs during the insurrection. I... I, I cannot imagine that there's... A, usually I would give people the benefit of a doubt. But no, 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 no. There is no benign reason for why those call logs are missing. Trump was pulling some shady fucking shit. What the president was doing, and and more importantly, as he's a traitor to the country. While the Capitol was being attacked, uh, so we're not relying just on the logs that we get from the archives. Uh, we are talking to witnesses, many of whom were in the room uh, that day with the president, or uh, were knowledgeable about what he was doing, or others that uh, may have been privy to phone conversations. So we're going to complete the picture of what he was doing, uh, and if there was uh, any kind of uh, in, intent to obstruct, conceal, cover up with respect to those logs, I'm confident we'll get those answers too. Yeah, I mean, just to follow up on that, my understanding is that if there was any tampering, ex post facto, particularly even in the moment, that would involve people, right? I mean, you, 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 there are. Oh, oh, this is the, uh, this is the uh, uh, false equivalency here. Guy in a buffalo wants to come in and try to tar everybody to let Trump off on his crimes. Oh, everybody's a traitor! So we can't hold Trump accountable. Fuck off. No, no, that's not the way this shit works. Trump is literally a traitor. You have no fucking evidence that Adam Schiff is a fucking traitor. Get the fuck out of here. You stupid fuck. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools?
Other people who were, you know, tasked with this or, or you know, detailed there by Minara or something going to have to do it. So it, 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 I guess if, if they well, I'm glad you hate capitalism. Feel confident of that. Welcome. Uh, I do. I do feel confident about that. What's going on, you idiot? What the fuck is going on? I would love to know what you think is going on. Please get in the Discord or give me a call and tell me what the fuck is going on. Idiot. Fucking idiot. No, he didn't. Tried to overturn our democracy in 2016. What a fucking idiot, man. Right wingers are morons. Marianne Williamson went on with Megyn Kelly. Apparently, it got contentious. So, I am very much looking forward to this segment. Their topic is comparing the presidencies of Joe Biden to the presidency of Donald Trump. You know, to me, it's so aggravating because the the media covered, you know, everything Trump did. You know, to the nth degree. And let's not even get into Russiagate, which was fake and made up. Um, but. Whoa, 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 whoa. I always love every time someone says that. I'm like, oh, really? If you think it was made up, then you have not read this document. And you shouldn't be talking about it. If you haven't read this document, this is the Senate Intelligence Committee report done by Republicans. This was done while Trump was still in office on Russian active measures, uh, campaigns, and interference, volume five. There are five volumes of this. If you think that Russia was fake, Go read the Republican Senate Intelligence Committee report. And then tell me specifically what it is you think is fake. You you talk about respect for norms. I covered the Obama administration night after night after night after night, and I listened to President Obama. Oh, like, guy, guy on a buffalo, can I, can I show you something? If I show you something that proves you don't know what you're talking about, will you, like, actually shut up and listen to me so that you might learn something? You think Adam Schiff tried to cover for Biden during the second impeachment when Trump tried to hold up uh, uh, Zelensky, extorted him to dig up to, 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 to basically come out with a fake story about his political opponent. God, I don't remember what the title of it. Hold on, give me one second to pull the story up. I haven't had to I haven't had to pull the story up in a, in a while. So you say that he was trying to protect Joe Biden's business dealings. I wrote about the Bidens in Ukraine years ago, then the right wing spin machine turned the story upside down. This is 
James Risen, writing for The Intercept. He was working for the New York Times. He's the original reporter who broke the story on Hunter Biden and his business dealings in Ukraine. In 2015, I wrote a story for the New York Times about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Ukraine. Many observers now seem to think this suddenly hot story came out of nowhere this year, but that is not true. Still, when Joe Biden went to Ukraine, he was not trying to protect his son. Quite the reverse. The then-Vice President issued his demands for greater anti-corruption measures by the Ukrainian government, despite the possibility that those demands would actually increase, actually increase, not lessen, the chances that Hunter Biden and Burisma would face legal trouble in Ukraine. The right-wing propaganda machine had the story backwards. And you idiots believed it because it confirmed your already held biases. This is why I call right-wingers morons. So what you just said isn't true, guy on a buffalo. How do I know? This is the guy who originally wrote the story saying what you were saying about it is not true. That it was the opposite. And this is the reason why I call right-wingers morons. Now, that, that's as clear as day of how wrong you are. Are you going to admit that you were wrong? Or are you going to go back into your echo chamber? Are you going to say that what I just read you was propaganda or some, some left-wing agenda or woke culture or whatever you guys pull out of your ass? To put in a prosecutor that would make it more likely that his son would get prosecuted. Did you not just hear what I read? This is why right-wingers are morons. Joe Biden was talking about withholding money in order to make it more likely that his son would be prosecuted. The opposite of what you and right-wingers have argued. You, you People never know what you're talking about. It was the transcultural Marxists that wrote that. That's exactly right, Pepe. So there you get like, are you going to admit that you were wrong? Maybe, 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 maybe. Right-wing propaganda has been lying to you. I just read it to you. Guy on a buffalo. I just read it to you. That's the... I don't know how you can argue against that. But it's not nonsense. Do you understand that you wouldn't have any idea about Hunter Biden and Burisma if it wasn't for the reporter I just read? And he said, you got it wrong. So, you're wrong, idiot. (laughs) This is why I call right-wingers fucking morons. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. 
But now at least, like, you've been able to write and complete sentences and spell. So I don't think, like, you're completely fucking stupid. But clearly, you want to believe these things. You are prone to believe it. You want to believe the right-wing propaganda. Don't use the word logic. I hate it when right-wingers use the word logic. Because here's the thing. You've committed multiple fallacies. (laughs) Like, I just presented you the evidence. It's almost like Joe Biden was doing the right thing and wasn't actually trying to protect his son. How am I believing propaganda? I showed you the primary source. Everything you've heard is propaganda. I showed you the primary source, and they say you're wrong. So, suck it, pal. All right. Marianne Williamson went on with Megyn Kelly. Apparently, it got kind of contentious. The two of them are going to discuss... I didn't show you an op-ed, you dumb fuck. I showed you the reporter! You wouldn't know the name Burisma if it wasn't for the reporter that I showed you. He was working for the New York Times at the time when he did the story. He says you got the facts wrong, idiot. I didn't show you some op-ed. Now, if you would like to talk to me, Discord or call in. And I'll have a conversation with you. Marianne Williamson went on with Megyn Kelly. Apparently, it got contentious between the two of them. Yeah, I know. I keep doing... Well, I'm, I'm reintroducing it because I might clip this segment for YouTube. So, so like, I got to reintroduce it and, you know, do the whole intro and everything. Let me stop. Let me stop. No, 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 no. That's not what the story said. The story said that Biden was pushing to fire a corrupt prosecutor and it would have made it more likely that that prosecutor would go after Burisma. Not less likely. The argument of right-wingers was that Biden was trying to fire a a prosecutor to protect his son. But that's not the deal. That's not what was going on. Joe Biden wasn't trying to protect his son. That's what the story says. You are wrong. Admit that you're wrong, you stupid-ass motherfucker. This is why I can't stand right-wingers. You guys can be presented with facts all day long, and you will deny it because you're dumb motherfuckers that want to believe stupid shit. Speaking of dumb motherfuckers that want to believe stupid shit... Megyn Kelly invited Marianne Williamson on to talk about the differences between the Biden presidency 
and the Trump presidency. Apparently, it got a little contentious between the two of them, so I've very much been looking forward to this segment. You know, to me, it's so aggravating because the, the media covered, you know, everything Trump did you know, to the nth degree. And let's not even get into Russiagate, which was fake and made up. Um, but <laughs> Fake and made up. You, you talk about respect for norms. I covered the Obama administration night after night after night after night. And I listened to President Obama himself say he had no more room on, on executive action when it came to immigration reform. Oh, thank you, girl. Out of tricks. The bag was empty. He'd done everything he could do and said, I'm not a king. I, I'm out. And then he did more. And then he did the Dreamer uh, executive order and so on. And that was extra. That was that was lawless. That was not respectful of the Constitution. And then I, now I see Joe Biden do things like the uh, eviction moratorium, which he knew he knew was unlawful. He knew the Supreme Court was not going to uphold it. And he he did it anyway. Uh, but he knew it was lawless. And sure enough, it got struck down. And the same thing with the with the mandate on the vaccines. He knew it was going to get struck down, but he did it anyway. No, 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 no. It was structured the way it was because that was the federal authority. The CDC, I'm, I'm sorry, OSHA has that authority. OSHA was granted broad authority by Congress to protect workers from workplace hazards. The reason why Biden structured the mandate the way he did was so that employers that have over 100 employees, which means they are operating in multiple states, means interstate commerce, which the federal government has the power to regulate. Specifically in the Constitution, it's Congress. But Congress granted that power to OSHA. That was the legal reasoning for the vaccine mandate. The Republicans struck it down because they said Congress specifically, not because it was unconstitutional, there could be a vaccine mandate according according to the Supreme Court. There could be a vaccine mandate. Congress just has to pass it. That was the Supreme Court's uh, rationale. Megyn Kelly makes it sound like, oh, he was violating the law on purpose. Fuck off, Megyn Kelly. So I, I mean, you could go on and on about the lawlessness of our, of our, you know, leaders, but you have to make the case on both sides. This, this president has behaved in an, in a lawless way as well. Well, I do make the case when it's warranted. What was done to President Trump, look, the Democrats have no high... Continue, continuing Title 42 is lawlessness. I agree. I will criticize the president for that. Multiple State Department officials quit over that. I can go into the ways that Joe Biden uh, is disrespecting the law, but it has nothing to do with the outlandish assertions that right-wingers make. There is no high ground. They, they cannot sit and point to him and say, how dare you deny the facts when it comes to his loss? I don't support. I, Trump did lose. He lost. There's, there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. And a lot of my listeners don't like to hear me say it. Well, that's the case. Um, that's not to say it wasn't rigged to help the Democrats. It was. Look back at what they did to the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden, right? But I'm just saying. Bullshit. Based in reality. And this president misleads us at every what the, turn. What the, the what the Democrats did to the New York Post, how did the Democrats have anything to do with what the New York Post published and went on and on and on about? Fox News went on and on and on about it every fucking day. 
media misleads us at every turn when it comes to media, when it comes to uh, Russiagate, I mean. Uh, and I could go on. And we're supposed to just look at the orange man bad and blame it all on him. Fuck! And what a, what a fucking a moron. Supporters saying, these are lies, and this is biased, and it's unfair, and really hating everyone. <laughs> That's where I live. Well, you know, but even what you just said, stay stuck in the us versus them even what you're just saying stays stuck in the right versus left i don't think it's the, right the versus wrong that's dichotomy. where i am i'm right versus wrong well, what? that's what i but to me there's a much bigger story here going on uh than just what biden did or what trump did and that is what both major political parties support both may both biden and trump uh continued the oil uh drilling the the uh fossil fuel I'm telling you, Mary Ann Williamson, Mary Ann Williamson is pretty good. And this is like a Bernie tactic. Take their question and spin it on its head and then talk about what you actually want to talk about. Fuel extraction. Well, we which, have to do that. Which is destroying this planet. We have to do Both it, Mary because we, we, the, it's to help like the people <clears throat> who need to power their houses and need cheap energy cannot get by um, with the prices that we are going to impose on them if we try to make this work on solar and hey let's let's subsidize them putting solar panels on their houses solar panels are so good houses that install them usually see a fucking uh, uh, rebate they get a, a check back because they're putting more energy into the grid than what they're consuming Megan Kelly is lying to you. And wind turbines, and that's really clear. I'm all for cleaning up the environment. I'm a mom. I don't want to pass on a crappy earth to my children. But I understand the the support for fossil fuels for now, or the slow weaning off of them, because we need cheap energy. You know, when Jimmy Carter was president, he had solar panels on top of the White House. And one of the first things that Ronald Reagan did was to take them off. If we had started a just transition to clean energy back when Jimmy Carter first talked about it, we yep. would not be vulnerable to Russia the way we are right now. And I disagree with you about what is possible. You know, this used to be a country that knew how to respond to emergencies. This used to be a country that knew how to do whatever it took to make sure that our children's lives would be okay. We have, uh, you were talking about President Trump uh, in the um, a defense budget that the uh, President Biden has just uh, 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 put forth. Uh, there is 18 times more expenditure on the military than on climate change mitigation. The president could declare yep. a national uh, climate emergency. We could take a warp speed effort, make a warp speed effort, employing the National Defense Production Act and move towards a just transition from a dirty economy to a clean economy. This isn't just about what something's going to cost. It's about the fact we're going to cost uh, the cost here at this point could be the survival of the human race. And Damn right. When you say we just can't do it, yes, we could do it, but not. You know what we uh, can do it with? with? We could do it with nuclear. We could do it with nuclear. Some people would argue with that. I have concern about that, but they are moving forward more quickly on fission than they had expected to be able to. In the meantime, there is so much more that could be done with solar, so much more could be done uh, with wind farms, so much more could be done if we were to to apply the resources, once again, Title. 18 times more in this budget to be spent on the military than to be spent on climate change mitigation. But let me and ask you about that. What, okay, let me, let, me, let me respond to that, because one of the reasons that he wants to spend more on the military and defense is because there is a belief that deterrence works on on stopping things like what we're seeing in Ukraine right now. That if we had a more robust military, if we had a stronger um, sort of messaging uh, and and real.
Deterrence is one thing. The history of this country is just us going and invading sovereign countries and fucking their shit up in order to defeat to, to feed the military, industrial, and congressional complex. A lot of people don't know that in Dwight Eisenhower's farewell address, everybody knows the phrase military industrial complex. He actually took the word congressional out. Military industrial congressional complex was the original speech. Real threats that Vladimir Putin believed that perhaps he wouldn't do things like this in the future. Okay, this is like an old belief that deterrence works if exercised properly and with a strong bicep, right? And... And and the president's critics now would say he should have been doing that all along. We should have been sort of exercising our military might, reminding Vladimir Putin who we are, who America is, what we're capable of, as opposed to having the disastrous Afghanistan with. When did the military stop slinging its dick around the world? Germany's money, which is you know totally dependent on Russia for its energy, right? Because Russia shut or Germany shut down its nuclear power plants. Germany's completely dependent on Vladimir Putin, so. In your world, right? Like this is the pushback on these positions that I love my chat to go green by Angela Merkel weakened Germany, empowered Vladimir Putin. And at the same time, while we were trying to BFF it up with Vladimir Putin by not criticizing Nord Stream 2, which we should have been, which we were doing under Trump, we were stopping it. uh, We were weakening our own position and helping pave the way for a for a war in Ukraine. Well, now Biden has realized that worked. Putin's in Ukraine. The Nord Stream to love fest in here. And we need to build up our military again because not flexing the muscle going into the fetal position was a disaster. Okay, that's the other side's argument. Going into the fetal position. Oh, I want to give you guys hugs. Uh, We have 7,000 nuclear bombs in our arsenal that we know of. And they're now budgeting trillions more on developing more in the future. The obvious, if anything is obvious now, it's that the principle of mutually assured uh, destruction did not work. It only works if you're dealing with uh, a rational actor, which Putin has proven at this point that he is not. So if we had 50 in our arsenal. Speaking of which, uh, like Biden said earlier today, this was like an offhand comment that apparently uh, Putin has become incredibly isolated, that they have reason to believe that he has jailed some of his advisors. How would it be any different than having 7,000 in our arsenal? And I don't think that the problem is that um, Putin doubts uh, our military power. Uh, the issue going on, as everybody knows, is that our leaders and the leaders of Europe do not want to start World War III. I'm, I'm very happy to see the kind of strength and power of the Western alliance, uh, the United States and Europeans. I think that they have shown um uh vladimir putin our resolve it was never an issue of uh, how much military power we have it was an issue of how much resolve we have and that is what he did not expect and we have shown that those that resolve uh both with uh military aid to ukraine as well as with when when you say in the same boat you mean logic and common sense is in words that right-wingers use and don't actually mean uh to what is going on in in ukraine that's that now on the issue of of the um, environment, the fact that we are so vulnerable uh, to oil and gas from from Russia 
is the problem. If we had already, the fact that now we're going begging MBS, we're begging Saudi Arabia for oil, we're we don't begging Venezuela for oil. This is not, if we had moved into green energy, into clean energy over the last few years when we should have, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't need, need to be horse to Russia. We don't need we to be doing it now. What do you Saudi mean Arabia. we were energy independent two years ago under Donald Trump when we were using not just oil, but natural gas? They always love to say that we were energy independent. She's talking about during the pandemic when demand for gasoline went down and like the OPEC pulled back on production and the U.S. kept steady at the production that we were doing. That is that is what they mean when they say we were energy independent. Idiots. Idiots. So the argument is that apparently they think we could drill more, but there are like 9,000 leases that oil companies aren't using. Also, Megyn Kelly, we don't have a nationalized energy source. If U.S. companies are pumping that oil, it then goes on to the world market because that's how that works. I so... Marianne Williamson gets a bad rap. Like, her politics are, are pretty based. I, I I don't know about all the self-help shit. I'd say she's got... I, I've heard she's got some wackadoodle v- views, but, like, overall... Politics are on point. He probably would have had a position in a Sanders administration. Maybe even a cabinet-level position. Possibly. This was Joe Biden from earlier today talking about tapping the oil national reserves. Good afternoon. As I said, what up, Joe? As Russian oil comes off the global market, supply of oil drops and prices are rising. Now Putin's price hike, price hike is hitting Americans at the pump, which, uh, which brings me to the first part of my plan. Sassy Snicks, I haven't heard about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Our prices are right. I'm gonna have to look into that. Do you have a link? Um, I can tell you that the electric car was Epsteined in the '90s. There's a whole fucking documentary about that of how the auto industry killed the electric car. Rising because of Putin's action. There isn't enough supply. And the bottom line is, if we want lower gas prices, we need to have a more agreed Ida agreed today I'm authorizing the release of 1 million barrels per day for the next six months over 180 million barrels for the strategic from the from the strategic petroleum reserve this is a wartime bridge to increase oil supply until production ramps up look it up this year and it is by far the largest release of our net of our national reserve in our history will provide historic amount of supply for a historic amount of time. A six-month bridge to the fall. From 1979? Oh, shit, I didn't know about that one. Now ...to restock the strategic... Holy... F- yeah, I'm going to have to look into this, Spider-Pickle. So there, there is a documentary about who killed the electric car. And that was it was made in, like, two, 2003, 2004, something like that. And it was about Chevy's push to kill the electric car in the 90s. But yeah, I didn't know. The electric uncar. Fuck. Did not know about this at all. Look at this monstrosity. It's ugly. 
But then again, we're comparing it with, with cars of the 70s. Look at that fucker. Nineteen seventy nine. Reserve when prices are lower. So we'll be ready. We'll be ready for future emergencies. I'm issuing a directive to strengthen our clean energy economy. I'm going to use the Defense Production Act to secure American supply chains for the critical materials. Use that 18 times what you're investing in clean energy into the military. How about that? Graphite, nickel and so much more. We need to end our long-term reliance on China and other countries for inputs that will power the future. Look, the bottom line is this. Between wrapping up, ramping up production in the short term and driving down demand in the long term, we can free ourselves from our dependence on imported oil from across the world. Look, I know gas prices are painful. I get it. My plan's going to help ease that pain today. You don't get it. You ride the fucking Amtrak. Well, not anymore. Probably misses the Amtrak. The price of crude oil has dropped. Biden administration is weighing a plan to release roughly a million barrels a day of oil. Total release may be as much as 180 million barrels. This was written before the speech I just showed you. The plan is accompanied by a diplomatic push for the International Energy Agency to coordinate a global release by other countries. West Texas intermediate futures dropped by as much as 5.5% on Thursday on signs that the U.S. was considering the release. So the Biden announcement was bad for the market. Potential move comes as OPEC resists pressure from the U.S. to boost output to ease prices. Riyadh has prioritized its relationship with Moscow, which co-leads the OPEC alliance, and the cartel insists there's no shortage of oil in the market. The group meets on Thursday and is expected to approve just a modest increase in supply. Biden is under pressure to slow the pace of inflation and reduce gasoline prices in particular with the approach of U.S. midterm elections in November. Despite the administration's assurances last year that pump prices would fall in 2022, they have instead risen dramatically with gasoline in California currently costing nearly $6 a gallon. This Bloomberg article is burying the lead, though. Fucking... is current crude oil prices you see go back to the last year the price for a barrel of oil was up at $180 now down to 118 not being reflected at the pump dipped under 100 there for a little bit what was the price here Is 110. I thought it dipped under 100 there last week. 
And of course, this coincides with U.S. corporate profits up 25% to a record high. There's inflation. Inflation is real. That's a real phenomenon. What the right wing is calling inflation is not actually inflation. Inflation is the devaluing of a currency. We've just seen people hike up the fucking price. At agreed, U.S. corporate profits jump 25%. Buffalo, our politicians don't love corporations. I vote for politicians who don't take corporate money. We're on the left over here. That's why we support people like AOC and Pramila Jayapal and Rashida Tlaib and Katie Porter, Jamal Bowman, Cory Bush, Bernie Sanders, the people who don't take corporate money. But your right-wing propaganda wants to do the their their best job of bashing those people. So you don't join with us and actually take the power back. They want you to come in here and argue with me instead of being with us so that we can stick it to the corporations. The numbers, U.S. corporate profits rose again in the fourth quarter and hit a record high, capping off a huge increase in 2021, despite widespread supply and labor shortages that raised costs and contributed to high inflation during the pandemic. Once again, that's not inflation. Adjusted pre-tax profits rose 0.7% to an annualized $2.94 trillion in the final three months. The full year adjusted profits leaped 25%. It was the largest gain in the market since 1976. Wow. Profit figures were released as part of the third and final regular update to gross domestic product. For the fourth quarter, GDP rose a revised 6.9% in the fourth quarter, down a tick the prior estimate of 7%. I I don't under I don't understand it. And like they'll even they'll even come in here and be like, "Oh, corporations are bad, blah blah blah, big tech." Like they're so close to the fucking point. But then they're like, "Yeah, you're complaining about capitalism." And they're like, oh! No, I'm not. No, I'm complaining about corruption. Yeah, that's capitalism, motherfucker. Capitalism means the people with the money make the fucking rules. It's literally right there in the name. Capitalism. Break it down into the root words. Belief in money. Belief in money. It is private ownership of the means of production that the people with the money get to tell you what to do. 
That is why the right wing spends so much fucking money trying to tell you that communism will take away your freedom. Capitalism is the only thing that can provide you freedom. It's bullshit. I'm going to make a video trying to uh, encourage Katie Porter to uh, run in 2024 to primary Joe Biden. And I need to get on that because if she's going to do it, she'd have to start putting that shit together now. And while corporations are seeing record profits, the people are waking up. And we are seeing a push for unions across the country, which... Makes my heart happy. A do-over union election at Amazon's Bessemer Warehouse is too close to call. Counting is over in the second union election at an Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, but it's too close to call. There were 993 no votes and 875 yes votes, but there are more than 400 contested ballots. Wow, it's going to be a close one. According to the National Labor Relations Board, there will be a hearing within a few weeks to decide if any of the challenge ballots will be opened and counted. More than 6,100 workers were eligible to vote in the do-over election, which was ordered by the NLRB after they found that Amazon had improperly interfered in last year's tally. I mean, it's big shoes to fill, but I, I, there are plenty of candidates out there. We've we've got such a good crop of young up-and-comers. I'm excited. I'm sure there is somebody that could take Katie Porter's place and do a fantastic job. While the Bessemer vote is a little discouraging, Amazon is facing a world-changing union vote in... Uh, New York City, and uh, it looks like the union is going to win. Vote counting will begin on Thursday in union election at an Amazon warehouse. Fucking, this isn't the update. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe it's Staten Island. Fucking shit. Give me a recent story in the last, like, couple hours. Okay, there we go. Counting in New York is... Scheduled to recommence at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, But as of uh, right now, they're on track to potentially win a historic election. The yes votes are 1,518. Compared with 1,154. No. Oh, fuck. I thought yes was up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. This had a moment of the dyslexia there. Five is greater than one, Justin. The yes votes are 1,518 to 1,154 no votes. 
Counting is scheduled to recommence at 9.30 tomorrow. The NLRB will hold a hearing to determine which of the disputed ballots in Alabama should be counted. That process and the potential for legal challenges to vote means getting to a final vote tally could take weeks. Sorry, I was skipping all over that article, and that article is also all over the place. The first Starbucks union vote in the South is inconclusive after a close tally. A Starbucks unionization vote in Knoxville, Tennessee, the first such vote in the South amid an increasing nationwide trend, was inconclusive after initial results were counted on Tuesday after the eligible vote count at the Merchant Drive location in Knoxville. Eight votes were counted in favor with one vote challenged by Starbucks. All seven votes were not in favor of the measure. Another 11 employees did not cast votes. Damn! Well, and if I've never told you guys, I actually do contract work for like the largest anti-union organization in the country. I know exactly how they do their propaganda. Like, they they want you to think that the unions are nothing but like the mafia, and that they will cut your heads off. They will, uh, they'll they'll fucking rape you. Like, seriously, they had stories of rape and extortion and shit. And and they love promoting that nonsense. Allow me, allow me to combat the anti-union propaganda with just one simple fact. Having just one union in your area drives up everybody's wages. That is a fact. That is a fact. Just one company in your area being unionized drives up the price of labor for everybody. What's up, Tones? Baristas at a Ladue Starbucks are petitioning for union representation, a first in the area and part of a push seen at the Seattle coffee chain stores across the country. The Chicago and Midwest Regional Joint Board of Workers United, a labor union and affiliate of Washington, D.C.-based Service Employees International Union, said it is organizing the employees who work at the 1500 Street Limber Boulevard and plan to file Tuesday for a National Labor Relations Board election. The NLRB did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Workers United represents more than 86,000 workers. That's just some of the news happening with the Starbucks. There, there are more Starbucks locations. I couldn't even highlight all of them. How the Starbucks worker organizing model can accelerate unionization across the country. We're reading from Jacobin Magazine. The Starbucks Workers United campaign, having secured National Labor Relations Board election victories at six out of seven stores, with well over 150 stores filing for an NLRB election as of last week, is one of the most invigorating labor campaigns in recent U.S. history. The Starbucks workers currently spearheading the 
Starbucks workers United Drive have chartered a way forward for organizing corporate chain stores. By the way, I saw a graph. I should have fucking saved it. It was the proportion of... It was the proportion of, like, GDP going towards... What I... Maybe it's the proportion of the proportion of wealth and what like fucking I don't even remember how the graph was laid out, but it was like the 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 amount of earnings going to the top earners, and from like 1940 till 1980, the amount of money going to the top earners was like. Like the lowest it could possibly fucking be. And this was like a valley amid like these two fucking peaks. It's not a coincidence that that was a time of of widespread union membership. The story of the Starbucks Workers United begins at the Genesee Street Starbucks near the Buffalo Airport in 2019 when some Starbucks workers, some of them inspired by the Bernie Sanders campaign and affiliated with socialist organizations, began discussing the possibility of unionization. After several months of underground organizing, the campaign went public on August 23rd with the workers posting a declaration of the intent to unionize to Starbucks corporate on Twitter through their own account. The workers chose to call themselves Starbucks Workers United and created a website with basic educational resources for Starbucks workers across the country about why they should form a union. Their declaration made public. The union drive drew the coverage of various corporate media outlets and entered into public consciousness. Interest in unionizing Starbucks was sparked across the country with workers reaching out to Starbucks Workers United and Starbucks customers directly talking to workers about the importance of unions. Victory of the first NLB, uh, NLRB election at the Elmwood Avenue store in Buffalo in December of 2021. The first Starbucks store in the United States was unionized. This generated enormous media attention, and Starbucks Workers United received a flurry of unionization requests from workers around the country. The media attention of the union effort generated mass interest from workers, and the website allowed this interest to be converted into action. From the beginning to the present, the Starbuckers, uh, Starbuckers, Starbuckers, Starbucks Workers United Union Campaign has been a worker-driven project. The union staff of Workers United, the union which Starbucks Workers United is seeking to join, have played a critical but supporting role during the drive. Through the creation of a space that encourages the creative talents and energies of enthusiastic workers, Starbucks Workers United has been able to create a wealth of material, including community support guides, various social media outlets, and pro-union artwork to build a highly resilient and capable movement that only continues to grow. Starbucks Workers United represents a small minority of all Starbucks workers. It has enough of a force to compel Starbucks to spend millions of dollars in its growing anti-union campaign, announce wage increases to try to head off the threat of a union contract, and even more, force former CEO Howard Schultz out of retirement. Recent strike in Denver and the organization of rallies around the country in defense of fired pro-union workers, 
Starbucks Workers United has already demonstrated it can use weapons like strikes and community mobilization to win its demands. This is a reproducible method. The Starbucks Workers United organizing history is summarized as follows. A core group of workers reach out to a local union for support. Workers create Starbucks Workers United, which handles media strategy and creates a central point of contact. A website to which inspired workers around the country can reach out. Starbucks Workers United goes public with the notice of NLRB elections, which draws media attention. Each victory is highly publicized, drawing in new worker leads through the Starbucks Workers United website, which then sends them to professional union staff for training and support in organizing local stores. This is a model that can be copied and should be. And we can even add to it. Here is a TikToker that apparently... Uh, makes script to spam Ralph's scab site with 23,000 fake applications. Fuck yeah. Let's hear from this dude. Well, 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 it's about that time again. Do I remember this? Well, apparently Kellis is planning to replace workers who are fighting for better workplace conditions and better pay. I swear, it's literally just clockwork at this point. So Ralph's, a subsidiary of Kroger, is hiring scab workers amidst stores in Southern California authorizing a strike. Now obviously union busting isn't a good thing for a company to do, but let's say you've always wanted to work at a Ralph's. Let's say you've always had a dream to submit a or multiple applications to this specific Ralph's store. Well, if you mosey on down to my bio and click this link in my link tree, it'll open this notebook once, once you sign in. You can click these three lines here, click runtime, and then click run all. You'll just start submitting applications like you've always wanted to do. And this way you can fulfill your dream of always working at Ralph's while also punishing a company that's union busting. Best of both worlds. And I know what you may be asking yourself, Sean, is there no email verification? Is there no CAPTCHA? No, because companies are stupid and don't take security seriously. That guy is awesome! Black Madness 21 on TikTok. Go find that motherfucker. Now, I'm sure you all heard about the controversy surrounding the Oscars this past weekend. It was the slap heard round the world, and that was the slap in the face to the workers of the hotel union. Where celebrities crossed a picket line. That's the fucking slap heard round the world. While the world reacted to movie star Will Smith's altercation with comedian Chris Rock at the 94th Academy Awards ceremony Sunday night, a different Oscars controversy was brewing, one centering on the struggles of hospitality workers at a hotel that caters to Hollywood elites. Following the awards show on Los Ange- uh, in Los Angeles, rapper Jay-Z hosted a party at the Chateau Marmont Hotel, where workers with Unite Here, Local 11, have been leading a boycott since February 2021. Jay-Z, man, I love your music. Why Why you gotta do that? Now, I'm well aware there's a lot of issues with Jay-Z ripping off other people. You don't have to bring that up to me. But I love me some Jay-Z, so I fucking hate that you're a rich asshole. Jay-Z hosted a party at the Chateau Marmont Hotel, where workers with Unite Here Local 11 have been leading a boycott since February of 2021 amid allegations of rampant sexual misconduct, racial discrimination, and union busting. 
The billionaire hip-hop mogul refused to respond to the union's request that he honor the boycott by moving his party to a different venue. We hoped that Jay-Z would do the right thing and move his party. He had every opportunity to do so, but he made it clear what side he was on. He was not on the side of workers, of black women, of justice for working people. This is according to Kurt Peterson, Unite Here Local 11 co-president. But I mean, if you've listened to uh, Jay-Z lyrics, motherfucker only cares about that money. There's been a lot of talk about the indoctrination of children. Somebody here in this very chat earlier tonight said that trans people were coming for your children. That is false. It's just made up nonsense. Who is coming for your children and gave a whole press conference last night? I almost carried it live, but I got the time wrong and I missed it. So I didn't carry it live. The Daily Wire is coming for your children. They're they're up here giving a press conference announcing that they want to indoctrinate your children. Where is the outrage? Also, this is Jeremy Boring. He he tweeted me out the other day. There's been a lot of people make a lot of comments about manly men. On my YouTube channel. Rest assured that I am far manlier than Jeremy Boring. Listen to his voice. Is that a manly voice to you? I have a manly voice. My balls have dropped, sir. My balls are also jive-fucking-gantic. Unlike Jeremy Boring, who... In his little ad, is driving a fucking Ferrari, is dressed in like to the hilts in designer clothes. You think this motherfucker is a man of the people? This is a true elitist. So, if Harry's Razors is our statement to America that you don't have to give your money to woke corporations who hate you, and if the Daily Wire itself historically has been our way of saying, to Americans, you don't have to give your money to woke corporate media that obviously hates you. Our movie company, Daily Wire Entertainment, has been saying you don't have to give your money to woke entertainment companies that obviously hate you. Where does that leave us now? Well, now it leaves us with Disney. Disney, 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 they're the gift that keeps on giving. They gave us Gina Carano. I think we should give them a round of applause for that. And they learned absolutely nothing. They learned absolutely nothing from their defeat in Virginia because of the radicalization of children that was exposed by Luke Rosiak in Loudoun County. They learned nothing. And today, because of the great reporting of Chris Rufo, we got to see leaked footage. Oh, Chris Rufo again. Of high up Disney employees saying things. By the way, we watched that video. There was nothing. What the woman is talking about is how they want to uh, have gay characters in stories that have nothing to do with them being gay. That they're just represented, you know, like normal people. That is all 
that that woman was saying. The Daily Wire is twisting it here. Jeremy is a fucking idiot. Things like, we have a not-so-secret gay agenda. Saying things like, we insert, we, we, uh, make sure I get this quote right. We're adding in queer. Why? You're taking it out of context. And that, quote, no one is trying to stop the producer who was doing so. Another executive within the company said, if anything, we don't have enough LGBTQIA representation. Yeah. In content made for very small children. So what are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to do the same thing we always do. We're going to build alternatives. Americans have enormous economic might. They just don't have any alternatives. The daily. I just like the amount of money that that these billionaires are tossing at the Daily Wire is just astonishing. These motherfuckers can just do whatever the fuck they want because they don't have to worry about turning a profit. They don't have to worry about actually being a company that provides anything. They're just a propaganda outlet. They can just go on a whim and like, oh, we're going to create these razors and sell overpriced razors. <laughs> the Wire is building those alternatives. And today I'm proud to tell you that we will be launching Daily Wire Kids. And I want, to be, I want to be clear that DW Kids is not a direct response to the leak tape that we heard from Disney today. We've been working on this for months. Some of you in the room have been a part of it, but we've kept it pretty close. We haven't let most of you in the, in the room know because it just wasn't... This is a manly man, by the way. ...huge announcement, and our plan was to roll out the announcement in November. Let's get past the politics of the midterm elections. Let's get past the Jeremy's Razors launch. Let's get past Terror on the Prairie. Let's get past What is a Woman. Let's get some open runway in front of us. Daily Meyer Kids. DW Kids. Can you imagine the content that's going to provide for me? There's all, Prager U is doing it too. There's a Prager U Kids. There's a Prager U Kids. That's the, that was the plan. Disney took that plan away from us. Because what they exposed today to the world is something that we've known all along. Something that anyone working in the entertainment industry has known for a long time. That they are hell-bent on taking your children away from you. But what they did today... The fuck is he talking about? And we want to say there is an alternative coming. We've been working on it for months. Which is why I'm proud to tell you... Prager you kids. Ago, we hired our first two writers under DW Entertainment. Eric Branscombe and Ethan Nicole. Now, these are two writers who came to us by way of the Babylon Bee, one of the funniest websites in America today. But before that, they were the writers on Veggie Tales, the animated series. These guys have a deep history. Wet mulch. I like it. I will do it. It has our values. There's six scripts in to our very first animated kids show, which is called Chilla Time. Chilla Time. I guess they're chinchillas, aren't they? Chilla Time is a family of chinchillas who homeschool their kids. And they don't homeschool their kids in sort of the, the normal way. There's not, there's not a lot of sitting around at tables. There's not a lot of arts and crafts. There's completely immersive insanity. When the Chilla parents want to teach their Chilla kids about George Washington, 
suddenly the kids find themselves fighting in the Revolutionary War. But things don't ever go quite like they're supposed to because, of course, we're the Daily Wire and we're not making polemics. So our goal isn't to make a piece of educational content. No, our goal is to make some really great kids content. Is to make propaganda. To see, but where they gain some perspective. They gain a sort of baseline understanding uh, of what we might call cultural literacy. So there's no, there's no proof that as they act out the Revolutionary War, anything will actually happen the way it happened in history. But there is absolute... Grifter is going to grift. That it will be absolutely yeah, the whole, the whole homeschooling and thing. More importantly... I, uh, I, did, I did some work for a podcast network. It was a bunch of homeschoolers. I d- they, haven't, they haven't had me do... Because like, I, I, I think he was, he was overpaying me, honestly. I think he found an editor that would do it cheaper. But like he offered, so I just took the money. But it was like the Homeschool Loft was the name of the podcast. Which used to create wholesome content which used to create content. You might be right about that, Buffalo, the money laundering scheme. To rest assured that their kids can watch DW Entertainment, DW Kids, excuse me, Entertainment, uh, without having to review it first and then explain to their kids why mommy and daddy don't actually agree with that TV show later. Our second piece of DW Kids content is called Doodles with Noodles. That doesn't sound sexual at all. You live in sexual anarchy. And while it looks like another animated show, it actually... Doodle your noodle. The only art we had on short notice. Doodles with Noodles is actually a live-action puppet show in which our very own Ethan Nicole will teach kids how to do drawing. Because puppets are all the rage. The puppet, Noodles. Unfortunately... While Noodles is very eager to participate... If it ain't Manger Babies, I ain't watching it. His drawings never quite turn out the way that Ethan intends. It's an absolutely hilarious concept, and we'll get to see kids actually learn skills that they don't have, while again... Noodling Noodles is fun! ...utterly entertained, which is our first goal with all of our entertainment content. Again, we're not making polemics. You know, we're not making Hillary's Hard Drive Part 3, and we're not making Hillary's Hard Drive Part 3 the animated series for little kids. We're also not making... Which know, is amazing. ...entertainment content. You know, we're not making, like, conservative Christian content that people really want to want to see. We're making content that has underlying values that conservative Christians all agree upon, but that they actually want to see. Now, with our kids' content, we'll play it much safer. Than with our <laughs> Why? Because you're supposed to give kids a safe environment to be kids. You're not supposed to be challenging kids with radical new ideas. Hit you with the manger babies, yeah. Kids in a culture. The left has this phrase. They love to use it. It takes a village, they say, to raise a kid. If that ever meant anything, it should have meant a village is a collection of people who all share common values. It's supposed to. Be I mean, it's a it's a far right conservative. It's a far right outlet. I don't know. School and assume that they're. The word conservative is so weird to me. What they're really wanting to conserve is the status quo. They don't actually. They don't actually believe in like environmental conservation or uh, uh, sound fiscal policy or anything. No, no, no. What they want to conserve is the status quo where rich people uh, bleed the system dry. And, you know, the plebes stay under everybody and just do their work. They're not going to have radical gender and race theories shoved on them. 
but we don't live in that village anymore. In fact, the tape that we saw today of those Disney employees was a direct response to a bill passed in Florida. They say it's the don't say gay bill. They say that because they're liars. They say no, because that's what it is. We've already went over this. That because they like to frame things up so that people won't use their critical thinking and realize what's actually taking place. The bill in Florida is specifically meant to say that very, very young children, the youngest of the young, the kind of kids who might like doodles with noodles or chilla time, probably have a right to go to school and not hear radical gender and race. It's not radical. The existence of gay people is not radical, you dumb fuck. They exist. And, like, people on my YouTube are telling me this is an example of a manly man. He probably don't even have any hair on his chest, goddammit. I'm assuming gay people have been around for as long as there have been people. All right. If you're new to the Troll Patrol, the way I usually end this is I play a animal video. It's a different animal every day. It's always something something insane. Hey, it's okay. Something cute. Share food with your puppy. Tell your mom and dad, Uncle Machete says so. Tonight it's Machete telling you to let your Chihuahua eat your food. To share food with your puppy. Tell your mom and dad, Uncle Machete says so. My puppy. Be sure to tell your mom and dad. Kids, hey, it's okay to share food with your puppy. Tell your mom and dad, Uncle Machete says so. My puppy. Kids, hey, it's okay to share food with your puppy. Tell your mom and dad. Oh, Echoplex isn't on yet. I thought they were, uh, I thought it was already time for Satanic Panic. Oh, shit. Let's go see, uh... If you're watching on Twitch, we're gonna go see Igloo BC. Kids, hey, it's okay. Tomorrow night, Sparkles will be here with me. It is the Friday Night Freak Show, 10 p.m. Eastern. We do comedy and bullshit on the Friday nights. If you, if you guys, if you're new to the the stream and you haven't met Sparkles, she is fucking hilarious. You do not want to miss Sparkles. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.